Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So it seems the biggest story today is fake news. They're claiming that the DOJ informed Trump he would be indicted next week. And now that's being revised to say that he's actually just the target of a probe. But we already knew that because they literally raided the guy's house over classified documents. So it seems maybe that CNN is just desperate considering their CEO is gone. Now you got Fox News threatening to sue Tucker Carlson. Now you've got parents in the in California fighting far left extremists in the street over the grooming of their kids. That one really pissed off the left when I tweeted about that. But it really does seem, I guess, like the actual biggest story right now is the the air quality. And so I got to be honest, it's probably the least. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not the most cultural story, but it probably is the most pressing to at least talk about a little bit. And so we're going back and forth. Like, do we just talk about this ridiculous fake indictment story or? Well, we should probably at least talk about the fact that if you look outside and you're on the East Coast, everything's orange and it's probably going to get worse. So we're in the D.C. area and it got pretty bad. And so everyone's basically talking about it. Everyone has a lot of questions. So I figure we can at least leave with that and then talk about all the culture war stuff. So before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com and purchase our coffee if you'd like to support our work. We are building a parallel economy. If you want to support companies that don't hate you, buy your coffee from us. We're going to be building coffee shops. We're going to be producing more products and giving you alternatives to the woke corporate ecosystem. It's the only way we're going to win. But also don't forget to go to go to TimCast.com. Click join us to become a member and support our work directly. As a member, you'll get access to our members only uncensored show Monday through Thursday at about 10 p.m. We put them up. You can hang out and even call into the show and ask us questions. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is John Cardillo. Hey guys, great to be back with you, man. I was looking forward to this. Absolutely. Who are you? What do you do? Who am I? What do I do? I'm on Twitter. I get yelled at a lot because I went from Trump to DeSantis. I used to be a cop. Now I'm a boring private equity guy after being on air for a lot of years and occasionally pop up here, hang out with you guys. Right That's on. The extent well, of it. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Nah, it's awesome, man. Good to be right. back. We got Seamus. My name is Seamus Coughlin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes where we upload cartoons every single week. So if you guys want to check that out, head over there. We're releasing a cartoon tomorrow that I think is going to be really funny. We're making fun of uh, kind of the Little Mermaid reboot and all these different race swapped reboots. Uh, and I think you guys will enjoy it. And go to freedomtunes.com if you want to help support us. And you'll get uh, an extra cartoon each week that's only available to members on the website. Ian Crossland here. Happy to see you guys. My nose is itching. So let's get to this surge. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's been like, first of all, the allergy is bad. And on top of that, all the smoke is not making my life better. Anyways. Crazy. Ready well, let's, for it, guys. let's jump into this first story. Take a yeah. look at this image from CNN. Millions in U.S. under air quality alerts as Canada wildfires rage. You know. We're mostly a political, cultural, and news show, but I think this story is so pressing that uh, we probably should at least talk about it a little bit because this this is going to directly impact you, and it, and it directly impacts us. The concern that I have, of course, is uh, for the chickens mm -hmm, yeah. because uh, the, this, this garbage falls on the ground. Yeah. And when we had the East Palestine thing, when they're saying all those chemicals were blasting up into the air and floating, floating out here, chickens were dying. 
And so uh, I'm, I'm being somewhat silly by referencing chickens. But when the when when this stuff settles and gets all over the grass and gets all over everything, that's going to cause problems, too. So basically, there's wildfires up in Canada. FAA has issued ground stops in New York because the air quality was so bad you couldn't actually see where we are in D.C. Apparently, we're being told that it's going to get worse tomorrow and it's going to persist in New York and on the East Coast until tomorrow as well. So I don't know how many of you guys are, are experiencing this, but, you know, this is this is the, the latest. We have this map here, record smog levels in Northeast. And right now you can see it's mostly bad in the New York area. It's going to come down and heavily hit D.C. tomorrow. So apparently they're saying like where we are, it's going to the sky is going to turn orange or something. You know, all the talk we talk about war and chaos and politics and stuff, man, it's these natural disasters that can really annihilate a civilization. Oh, yeah. This is just a taste. Yeah. I mean, I flew in through this today. I landed in D.C. from South Florida at about uh, 2.30 p.m. And uh, I was running around to get to the airport this morning. I had no idea. I'm ashamed to say, I, I saw some things on Twitter about Canada. I really had no idea what was going on until the pilot mentioned it. I noticed that we had, it was pretty clear. I mean, we had some clouds, a little bit of bumps, but it was mostly clear. And then this weird haze started, but we weren't hitting turbulence, you know? So when you typically on approach, you come through the clouds, you're bouncing a bit. It was dead smooth. And the pilot came over, he said, oh, if you notice, you can't see the ground. It's this air from Canada. I was still, I still had Wi-Fi and I checked it out. And uh, I'm actually driving after I see you guys. Then I'm going to start heading to New York for a family uh, event and I just, uh, I pinged my nephew before we went live and I said, how's the air quality? He said, it's absolutely terrible. Hmm. Like can't see your hand in front of your face. So, Yo, check out this. Uh, real bad. Uh, just keep talking about it. Let me play yeah, this yeah. video. Check this video out. So the point I was going to make is, Ian, I, I think you made a very good point about the fact that people don't consider natural disasters uh, in, or at least enough, especially as modern people, because we like to think that we're in control of everything. We can solve all of our problems. There's not, nothing unforeseen that's going to knock us over. And what's strange is even when we are confronted by natural disasters like this, people still want to try to claim that we're in control of them. This happened because we're, you know, burning too much uh, CO2 or putting too much of it out into the atmosphere. This is a human invention. If we only behaved better and didn't make the weather so angry, uh, this wouldn't occur. Like, we can't accept that some things are just out of our control. Yeah, that's a good point, man. It's, it's, it's very freaky to say, like, we are not in control of this life. Like, at any moment, uh, a meteor could strike and, and set the world on fire again. A, mm -hmm. a global flood, something could knock out the sun, like block it, block out the sun, like this kind of thing, kill oh, yeah. all the crops for three to four years, and mass migrations, and, and I was going to say suicides. And you know what the politics of this is? Mm. They're saying it's climate change. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. They're like, so this is climate change. It's happening now. Everyone, quick it's, run. It's all man-made, that, man. That, that's what I'm saying. We have to make it our fault. We have to put place it under our control, but sorry, you were... No, no, no. I'm just going to say I disagree with you guys. I, I Look, I, I learned from the Democrats. Al Gore created fire in 2000. One. That's right. Created everything. A DARPA, a DARPA sticks, project. It was a DARPA project. He invented the internet. Then yeah. he Flint and Steel. He created fire, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, here we are now. So we should have listened. So what is is this? I'm not. This is a joke. Is this a CIA op? <laughs> to go light fires in Canada to First get a all, false flag. Let me ask you this: We have, uh, and, and look, it's not funny, but Oregon, Washington, California have these wildfires. They're never called toxic. Why? What the hell is in the Canadian wilderness that's mm. landing orange toxicity? Whatever it is, it's been affecting Canadians the United for a long States. time. Apparently, yeah. 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 What is There's causing it? Wrong. Maybe that's why maple syrup. Trees are so burning good. and the air is moving down, and everyone's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, it was like, kind of crazy. I woke up and uh, because where we are, you have you can see the mountains. Yeah, and there's like a white fog it's like a haze right? yeah yeah, yeah it's a haze and i was like oh that's kind of weird and then i smell burning that's the crazy thing you can smell like well when i ash. landed yeah like when i landed at reagan today it smelled like a campfire 
out there. I mean, it was mm. real noticeable. But I haven't been checking it. Uh, is did they get an indication how it started? I don't know if you guys. That's know. what was I'm it, looking at. Natural climate change. Was it? it was climate change. It was climate change. Yeah, yeah. it certainly was. Just you were driving an SUV. That's why this I is drive happening. a diesel pickup, so I might be yeah, solely responsible it. for it's, this. It is yeah. entirely yeah. your fault. Yeah. I saw a video of a helicopter laying napalm to a bunch of trees, but I don't think that was it. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Ian's just really, really dead set on going on the CNA CIA grabbing for straws. This is Air America wildfires, which indicates that they were naturally formed. Well, I mean, I guess a human could f cause a wildfire. Yeah, I yeah. mean, often these things are arson, but from what I've been reading, it didn't... They're saying like it's Canadians. normal. They're saying it's just higher than normal fire activity. That, that makes sense. And yeah. so they say because humans have been pumping so much CO2 into the atmosphere, it's causing uh, a slightly more higher temperature, which means a little bit drier, which means more fire. And, you know, there is something to that. We go a little out of balance and it can send the whole thing out of whack. So that we, we do have to be careful with CO2 levels, but that doesn't mean cease production. Just got to figure out how to reuse the stuff or yeah. or continue to reuse the stuff. Yeah, you know, I think part of this instinct to blame this on man-made climate change, firstly, it's very convenient because you get to blame it on your political opposition if you're on the left. Like, literally everything is the fault of conservatives. You go outside and you don't like the weather. It's like, well, this is some Republican politician's fault, surely. It reminds me of a quote from the one and only Thomas Sowell. He said, you know, good things just happen and bad things are somebody's fault. <laughs> that is exactly how we think. That is just our default pattern. And no. so something like the weather, right, is something like New York being covered in the smog and it traveling across the country. Well, that has to be somebody's fault. Like bad things can't just happen or Dude, things that bother me can't just happen. I have to be able to blame someone. Even in the Bible, it's the flood. They said mm -hmm. that God sent the flood. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't we just accept that it could have just happened? Why right. do we have to blame right. somebody? He sent it. I guess we have to blame God for this one. <laughs> yeah, right? Somebody had to do it. Right? I mean, look, I live in Florida and they try to tell you hurricanes are man-made. I mean, like the hurricanes never happened before the industrial revolution. I mean, it's bizarre. It's we moronic. started doing that. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, it was not a well-marketed product. People still don't like them, but right. someone started making them for some reason. I like the, yeah. I like when they're, when they say stuff Tornadoes like, as well. it's the highest temperature on record. And it's like, <laughs> and how far back do the records <laughs> exactly. go? 270 years. 1890. Is it 270? I don't know. It was like no, it's less. Or, yeah. It's yeah. like 1890. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like, we, it we didn't record long. the temperature that, that for that long. Mm -hmm. No, no, look, you can look back at the ice uh, uh, sheets. They do the drilling. They pull out core samples and then they they measure and all that right. stuff. That I, I, I can respect that. But like, there's so many rhetorical tricks to blame anything that can't be explained. It's almost like the Democrats are acting like shaman coming to the yes. people and being like, it's because the gods are angry and you've got to give me money and, and do what I say that's now. Right. Yes, well, no, that's a very typical thing. We see that throughout all of human history, a group of people who are in power saying the reason the weather is not favorable is because you aren't obeying us. And sacrifice your kids. Exactly. Well, if you give, human it, sacrifice. Well, we no, need to on. reduce the population size or else we're going to get more climate change. Wait, wait, wait. Sacrifice your children children to the sun yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did they really sacrifice their kids to affect weather i think so different yeah the i mean Mexican, different groups of people uh, as the aztecs have. and the mayans apparently did so i guess how many carbon credits does baphomet take to uh, <laughs> give us true. a break here oh that's no but it's really how do we offset that different groups of people throughout history have uh, engaged in human sacrifice and one of the reasons depending yes. on the, the tribe or group was yeah. for yeah. better yeah. weather this, okay more favorable so, harvest well they wanted it for they, rain hold, hold for on harvest. hold on this is actually really interesting. This is from March 11, 2019, <laughs> National Post. Ancient civilizations sacrificed more than 100 of their children to stop bad weather, say archaeologists. It's really funny because that's basically what Democrats are saying now when they write wow. these stories saying don't have yes. kids because climate change is getting worse. Yes. They're like, they're not saying to literally take your children and sacrifice them on an altar. They're saying 
forego having children, make yeah. that sacrifice. Pre-sacrifice. Well, well, no, it's like sacrifice well, the, right. your, your family. Or with Preemptively sacrifice them by just not having them. No, no, no. Like, or abort them. It, it would be no. like sacrificing. It's, it's yeah. not sacrificing in the sense of you take a child and you put them on the altar. It's never have Never have them. Well, also, saying, yeah. and I think, you know, th this is multifaceted. So most people who don't have children, they, people who choose not to have children will often say things like, it's because I care so much about the climate. No, it's not. That's that's almost certainly not right. It's because you want to have the dual income, no kid situation going on most of the time, and you can acknowledge that. Don't don't sit there and tell me it's because you care so much about the climate. I, I think when, that's usually not the case. But that said, when you look um, in ancient Rome, this is something archaeologists have discovered. Just in various periods, you have like increases in infanticide uh, when people were having more sex and they were having sex outside of marriage and they didn't know what to do with the, the children and they weren't taking care of them. And you can imagine this being a trend historically, too. I mean, people saying, I have a child, I don't want to take care of them, so I will sacrifice them in trying to make their horrific act of infanticide out to be something noble and good. And so they say, oh, well, well, this is like for the sun god, or this is so that we have a better harvest, when in reality, they had that cruelty in them and wanted to do it. Yeah, if it's, so So right now we're in a record low temperature. Mm -hmm. for, for I tweeted about it yeah. yesterday. It was like 49 degrees at night. Wow. In, in And it's crazy. It's like we're, you know, it's, it's springtime or whatever. And uh, no matter what happens. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. The, the climate change people always have an argument as to why, whatever it is. Yes. So they stopped saying, saying global warming because it started getting, we started getting cold periods. And they said, no, 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 it's climate change. <laughs> and I'm like, dude... It's a record low now. It's a record high later. But no matter what happens, you keep telling me it's the same thing. Exactly. Now, now I, I have no problem recognizing pollution and saying, like, I don't believe the planet can hold infinite humans. That literally makes no sense. But don't come to me and tell me no matter what happens, it's perfect for your argument. Exactly. I mean, maybe you can make the argument, yeah, there is such a thing as too much CO2 and we want to keep the elements in balance and it can be bad for, for life on the planet. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that every single thing that happens with respect to the climate is a result of human behavior, what you have is a circular hypothesis because it started with, first it was global cooling, the, the world was going to freeze, then it was global warming, and then it became <clears throat> climate change. Okay, you have to build a predictive model that tells what's us what's going to happen huh. successfully instead of just bashing us for not going along with your cause and then blaming whatever happens to happen on our bad behavior because of your circular theory now now believe it or not we actually do have a segue from the weather into the culture war i kid you not now normally we would just be like it's a hard segue we're going to jump to a new story no no we got a segue with this story from snopes from a few days ago did a church that embraces lgbtq plus people burn down after a lightning strike was this climate change? White or, supremacy. Light, <laughs> lightning, exactly. lightning is very white. That was absolutely mm, white supremacy. Good point. So, Zeus uh, is a white nationalist. Zeus is a white nationalist. You see him, the gray hair, the beard, the trident. <laughs> that proves all, all the markings. So, Irrefutable. Uh, as, as sort of a buffer between culture war and the fact that the air is unsafe to breathe, we, we had this story, and uh, was it you that brought it up, Seamus, or was it Ian? Oh, oh no, Seamus. I brought it up. I saw that on my news feed, and I started laughing. I was like, is like, this, this real? And then so, it turns uh, out it was. This guy, Eric Khan, says, woke LGBTQ plus church gets struck by lightning and burns to the ground. Oh, my god! <laughs> and Snopes did a fact check, and guess what? 
It did get struck by lightning. It did burn to the ground. It did support LGBTQ issues, but they won't write true uh, on it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they actually were fact-checking the claim specifically that it happened because it was a punishment from God? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, fact-check, true. We have to admit it. This is, it's true this time. We'll, we'll give them that. And in the, in the, look, look, look. being objective. Normally, you know, Snopes will be like, true, thing happened. False. Mostly false. In this article, it says, oh, okay, so, so um, it's from today, actually. Did a church that embraces LGBTQ plus people burned on after a lightning strike? The answer is yes, it did. It quite literally did. Now, that's not to say God literally struck the church down, but Snopes won't even write true here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they say... Snopes, on, I have an explanation. On June 6th, a viral tweet with a video of a church building fire began to receive thousands of engagements. The caption of the tweet read, woke LGBTQ plus church gets struck by lightning and burns to the ground. In the story, we've laid out the facts. They say, okay, blah, blah, blah. They say the tweet was captured June 2nd. The church did embrace uh, uh, the, the, these issues over the past several years. So that's, that's all you really need to understand. And of course, they don't want the narrative to be that a thing like this did happen. Do you guys remember when the George Floyd mural exploded? Yes. When struck yeah. by lightning? Yeah. yeah. I gotta tell you, man. I mean, I, you know, I gotta say twice. Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but stuff like this might happen all the time. Also, right, like, right, right. And like, no, no, no. But the, and, and, the question is, how do you determine whether it's something beyond or something just? Well, I think you also have to look at. I mean, look to be rational for a second, which is boring. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like a pretty rural area. It might have just been the tallest building in town with a steeple, yeah. which mm -hmm. would have logically yeah. attracted the lightning. But they don't mm -hmm. want to inflame the radical yeah. right. No, uh, right, Christian. Um, yes. What do you call them? The yes. church was already inflamed that believe God. God will strike you down well, kind right, of thing. Right, well, which is, to me, has been a problem for the conservative movement for years. That's a whole well, other show. I think that uh, there is something to be said for this, right? Because obviously we're, we're sort of being facetious about this lightning or this mural being struck by lightning and the church being struck by lightning. No, I don't know about but, that mural, bro. But I will say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, that was like flat against I the wall. Think in, I, I think this specific thing got struck by lightning is actually a more convincing argument than the weather is vaguely changing, so we're going to blame <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Like you, you actually have a specific target there, so it makes more sense to make the argument. You have a very complicated argument that consistently morphs to, to fit whatever yes. the left's political views are. And then you have, does God smite? <laughs> no, that George Floyd thing, I don't know, man. This is why. The, so you'll the, say George Floyd, but not this church? For shame, Tim. I think the well, George because Floyd buildings mural. get struck by lightning. No, you know, know. the George Floyd mural was a flat brick wall, and right, the only right, thing right. that exploded off the wall was the picture of just George <laughs> yeah. Floyd, and it was like one small storm cloud floating over and went. Yeah, we and need, here's going, the thing. That was we like sniper level. Study. Yeah, that was like God is a sniper. Sniper smiting. Yeah. We need to do a survey <laughs> to find if LGBTQ churches get struck by lightning more often. If they do, we, if they do, then absolutely. So anecdotally, I went to Burning Man, and there's oh. there's at the end of the Burning Man week, you, you there's the temple that everyone right. like puts their their old thoughts and feelings. They all have, like notes from dead loved ones, things they want to like let go of and, and grieve over. They put them in the temple, and the temple, the energy at the temple when you go to the temple is just like siphoning up, and it's just it was tough to get near that place, and I was tripping. So it could be. I could be out of my mind, but I think there might be something to like honing energy into physical objects. Complete anecdotal nonsense. Of course, religions from time immemorial talk about it, you know, imbuing uh, an and, idol and, and things like that. And cultures have sacrificed children to the weather. Yep. For, yep. Uh, yep. 
for millennia. Yep. I think people are known to have called lightning. Is that like... What if like it turns past? out that you actually do have to sacrifice your kids to, 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 to Moloch to stop the weather from going <laughs> yeah, bad? Yeah, but I'll tell you, stranger things, <laughs> just doing stranger things are happening around us. I mean, really, let's face it. If these crazy things started happening... Would anybody be really that surprised at this point? I certainly like if, would like not. If, yeah. like if would we ground... really go, oh my God, this can't happen at this point? I'm pretty no, sure if yeah. the ground split, a fissure emerged in DC with like lava bubbling up and, and Moloch emerged right, with glowing right. red eyes, people would be like, huh. Yeah, still to be like, well, they fact right. check, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the fact that it is Washington, D.C. Mala could have arisen anywhere. With this church lightning strike, I would believe more that it's a directed energy weapon from like space than it is God. Why? If I had to pick. But like, who would do it, though? Is it directed uh, Russians. laser? And, and why pick? Why <laughs> yeah, because Putin, Putin doesn't like gay people. Spin through Massachusetts <laughs> as your target of opportunity. Right, right. So division. You know, you want to <laughs> exactly. set people on their heels. Spencer, Massachusetts. <laughs> or the Church of Spa I don't yeah, know. Putin, is it Putin, yeah, Putin is like, we must target Spencer. <laughs> I'm going to listen. I'm going to take one, this we'll a step further. Well. But it turns out the church was actually like a covert CIA yeah. base. It's like a listening station. Where Putin was it's just slighted, the slighted there once at a massage parlor or something. Mm -hmm. like that. Well, I, I think we can take this a step further. The reason this church was struck by lightning was because of climate change, which is the fault of Republicans. Therefore, this is a hate crime. Boom. I'm just going to blame it on Liz Warren. Yeah. When did this? It's it always was, a safe bet. Yeah. Did it get struck today or yesterday? Was it after the wildfire? No, this is from, from June 2nd. Mm. Someone okay. super chatted, uh, John Fisher saying there's, a sat there's satellite footage showing all the fires in Canada starting at the exact same time. Totally oh, not yeah. su uh, suspect. It says not that, suspicious. I'm seeing this online now, too. People so, are saying that? Yeah, is yeah. That I just a, got uh, that tweeted at me. Could so be like a so, so they're implying that someone has some kind of space laser that they can use to start fires with? Or like a temporal. That seems silly. Temporal critical mass temporal is that the right word temperature wise critical mass like it hit a certain temperature and then everything got really flammable at like 96 degrees you'd have to something. have like a very very powerful laser in space to be able to hit the earth with that kind of you know to, to start a fire but i will tell you guys something another anecdote but about 12 years ago <clears throat> i was outside of vegas so i said oh, let me take a ride by the, the that area you know area 51 and those entrances and there's a couple of little businesses there and i'm talking to a guy who's a local maybe a hundred people live around there and the guy was a normal rational guy he worked in Vegas for the casinos and all, you know, contractor. And I said to him jokingly, I said, ah, oh, do you guys see UFOs? He goes, no, nah, no, nah, that's all nonsense. He said, but you got to see. He said, some nights you'll sit out here and these energy weapons, he said, would blow your mind. Some of the stuff we see him test only because you can't avoid it, right? It's just these big, vast areas and against the contrasted dark sky. So the capability is certainly there. I mean, if you, had, you know, the military hasn't been shy about alluding to the fact that these things exist at this point. I mean, we have Space Force, right? Uh, uh, clearly, we didn't make Space Force a branch of the military, to do research and horticulture, you know, 18,000 you know, miles up or whatever it is, how many miles up we are. So there's definitely something to that. I mean, I got to believe we've got weapons floating around up there. And you know, and we decided Canada's had it too good for too long. We're going to... They really have. Come on. They've been like a, a very like... <laughs> I actually don't of, know about that. Has, has it's it been not the Canadians. Great? It's the trees. Uh, it's the trees. That we're upset the trees. They're you know, upset about the CO2. It's, uh, the trees were saying some naughty words and hate they, speech they and all were. that. Yeah, 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 those ants. Yeah. We hear about Lockheed yeah. Martin's compact fusion reactor. They started this program in 2010. Uh, it's a fusion power project at Lockheed Martin's Skunk Works. And so if they're public about a fusion program, what aren't they public? Yes. About? And how much right. energy can they actually direct? Probably. Oh, dude, I saw I saw a, a tour of a nuclear submarine just on the news. And I'm just like, OK, if if they're publicly showing right. us how what to do, do this, then what do we have? We got something way crazier. Yeah, think about it. Right. We found out about the stealth fighter, not the bomber, not the B2, mm -hmm. the F-117, that Nighthawk. 
somewhere in like the late 80s, early 90s, right? That thing was operational since 1978. We found out about that 12, 13 years later. So and who people, knows? What people probably sh- thought it was aliens. They probably did. They did. Yeah. They, they yeah. certainly did, right? And the B-2. So what in the world are we deploying now? Do I, we know about yeah. these things and they're out there? I, Flying I, cubes? Man, I, I wish that I could- Talking plasma? I wish I could remember the exact- um, I wish I could remember the exact example he gave me, but when I had Jimmy Aiken on my show yesterday, he was talking about the fact that there was a fighter, that the, a stealth fighter that the government was testing and people were seeing it and they thought it was uh, extraterrestrial. Yeah. And the government was basically like relieved and letting people believe that because they didn't want people to be on to their, their capabilities. Oh, so that's probably yeah. why this new disclosure came out. Yeah, right. Yeah, when we're at war with Russia, sure. that's also a point he made, right? Right when uh, the United States is getting involved in one side of a conflict. And he was also saying that um, the U.S. sort of wanted the USSR to think that we were in contact with extraterrestrials so that they would be afraid that we had alien firepower. Which is completely insane, but apparently there's like actual <laughs> records that the the government was was interested is in it? this strategy, and so you see this whistleblower who's coming out and saying um, that you know th- we're we're studying this craft that wasn't made by humans right at the same time that we're getting involved in this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. You think, yeah, maybe one explanation here is it's a psyop. And we want the Russians to believe that we right. do isn't, have an alien craft, which is crazy. Isn't this the premise to uh, the men who stare at goats? That, that, yes. Right. That's, right. That really happened, though. It, the United it, States tried to trick the Russians into thinking that we were trying to develop telepathy. So then the Russians heard that and they said, oh, my goodness, America is trying so to research actually telepathy. Did. So they actually started doing it. And then we saw they were doing it. <laughs> and we actually tried to start doing it. We psyoped ourselves into trying to develop telepathic methods. Did it work? Uh, uh, unless, no, they, they tried uh, to give uh, people heart attacks. They tried to get these psychics together to well, your they, earlier point well, to no, no, channel no, no. energy, but to give them heart attacks. Maybe it did work. And Apparently just, it didn't no, work. Didn't and they just or, well, or maybe but, it did work. And right. they, yeah. I heard yeah. that they so, teach CIA assets not to, if they're following someone, not to stare at the person they're following because it'll give the person a tendency to turn around. Like, you know, when you're being watched kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, not and, normal. And, and, and apparently there are people who have come out and said remote viewing is real. Hmm. that the u.s military worked on it and actually were able to engage in remote i was viewing. looking at i had a I did a bonfire a couple nights ago and i was looking at the coals after the fire was over and just like the way they were moving and like all kind of glowing and in in senescence i don't know what the right word is in essence it was like dude i can see how ancient shaman would would stare into the coals and see visions because it like almost takes your brain over man and you might just see what you think you want to see mm. but it is a, that is a like a, a meditation oh yeah yeah, Ian keeps everybody here honest. <laughs> yeah. But well, no, I mean, embers are. It, it is actually interesting, just sort of the the way fire operates. There's so much beauty in nature that I, I think it'd be misunderstood, but that certainly like lends itself to the the human mind creating something more from it. Did you guys uh, watch the the CIA whistleblower two days ago talk about Mm-mm. the uh, the alien thing? It's oh, yeah. the most. Yeah. It, 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 I watched it and it was like, okay, this guy's lying. This is obviously like the way he said it. he's like, I swear to God, it happened. Like he didn't say swear to God. He said something uh, like uh, it, it just it, it the way he, he used a word that was like that uh, was made it very apparent that he was like lying. Hmm. I, maybe we can watch it or bring it up at some point. I don't know if you guys have seen. I it. watched like, his interview. It's like I, thirty I seconds it. long. I, I didn't get a chance to to see it. He wasn't convincing. No, he's right. It was it was more like trust me, bro. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I did this. I, I saw it. Trust me, bro. No, you don't. You're not going to get any proof. It, he wasn't. There have been more convincing 
whistleblowers. The only thing that worked in his favor, I think, is that his attorney was a pretty well-respected guy. He was the DODIG, Inspector General, who is insisting that he believes him. Now, again, I didn't believe him either, but he's certainly not, this guy's a government employee. He's not making the kind of money that, that one would make to retain an attorney like this if the attorney thought it was all BS. So it makes you wonder why this guy would take on the case, why this guy would put his reputation in front of it, unless he was read in to a different program and they're using this as, as a disinformation tool to throw mm -hmm. the bad guys off. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like you we're know? about to start deploying some crazy right, stealth right. or like uh, energy weapon tech over Ukraine sure. and they want him to think it's alien. Yeah, so you go to an old DODIG guy who probably still carries his clearance, his TSSCIs were reputable and you tell him, hey, play ball here. You were one of us for a while. Mm -hmm. Help play ball here, help spread this. And it, it serves its purpose. Okay, wait, I found a clip. Oh, it it's hard to find a lot. This is only six seconds. You know, David Grush. Uh, believe it or not, as, fan as fantastical as that sounds. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's true. And, and believe it or I not, it or I not. just, who says believe it or not when they're trying to tell someone what happened? And, yeah. and believe it or not, Tim, it really happened. Yeah. Come he's on, no one talks like that. No. Yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to convince the guy. Which he is looks not like every guy we locked up for something who tried to convince us he didn't do it. With the well, we were, we, were, we were gonna segue from weather into culture war issues and we turn it to aliens. weather and aliens yeah. instead because <laughs> you just can't control where it goes. So oh. now we're gonna hard segue back into- But you into, can control uh, the weather. You can yeah. if you sacrifice, yeah, or infants. with yeah. lasers or space si silver, mm -hmm. silver yeah. iodide. Oh yeah, yeah. Not space lasers, quite literally, just infrared lasers Any are laser. used to seed to seed clouds. To seed clouds, and they use uh, silver iodide as well, and they've done that since the '60s. And it's really funny that if you tell someone that the government controls the weather, the implication is that you're crazy. And it's like we, they, I learned this in grade school. Right. <laughs> they like yeah. showed us a book, and they're like cloud seeding. Cloud seeding. Works. I think it's they like, do it over Dubai. Is it? They made yeah, it rain over Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, yeah, they do that, and they and it was public. I mean, they made a media event out of it. There's no secret there. Yeah, it, it condenses all of the uh, uh, water vapor into clouds, making rain come down. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to start controlling lightning. I want to know more about their lightning programs. The, the problem with lightning is that you can't measure the 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 the, the charge, the voltage, whatever. And so I was reading about why we don't capture lightning energy to use, and it's like you can't measure it, so you can't store it properly. You need to know you know, mm -hmm. volts, amps, or whatever, the power that's coming through to be able to accurately, but you can't do that. Did you guys see the, the blue sprites above Earth's atmosphere when lightning strikes? It like mm -mm. sends a blue flame out into space. Mm -hmm. Like the lightning comes down, and as it's coming down, a piece of blue flame goes out and up. So there's like some <laughs> oh, dude, that's crap. crazy. That does look very cool. You're looking at a blue sprite. Um, you know, well, let's, I, let's, have you ever just, just just one more thing about, about lightning before we move on? It, next time there is a, a lightning storm where you are, Get the slow-mo camera out on your iPhone if you have one and just film. It's crazy to watch that in slow motion. Don't run. That was a howling wind. Did you hear that? Don't yeah, run into yeah. that. That's yeah, really whatever you do, absolute. don't run into the gay church. <laughs> don't do it. Lightning's spectacular, man. I love let's, it. Uh, let's jump to this story we got from the Daily Signal. Three arrested after Antifa clashes with Armenian parents at California school board meeting. This is uh, significant. Regular people are saying no over yeah. and over and over again. Mm -hmm. We've got the Bud Light effect, you've got Target, and now you've got parents showing up saying, 
You know, we politely requested that these books not be in our schools. Now we're protesting. Then the far left shows up, these extremists, and start attacking parents. Yeah. Now you've got clashes. This is this is where things get crazy, because if you've got regular guy wearing hoodie and jeans being like, look, man, I don't know why they gave my kid that book. And then some crackpot far left extremist shows up. Those regular people are not going to vote. No, they're not. And I'm going to they're now going to vote. They're going to the the, the regular people are going to vote. And and I was going in a different direction. The uh, I'm going to use a word the left loves, especially when they deploy their DEI and ESG initiative. They love the term stakeholder. So at CPAC, I did a panel on debanking because uh, our fund experienced it because we did some work in the defense sector, ammo, et cetera, et cetera. And we were debanked from a couple of banks. And one of the words they love, they, they've changed uh, the nomenclature for who's invested from shareholder to stakeholder, right? So the stakeholder, according to these big banks like SVB that went under and the really woke banks, uh, First Republic out in California, they consider the homeless guy sleeping in the ATM lobby a stakeholder. Now, That's right. Right. But in this scenario, Antifa, whomever they were, they have no stake in this mm. whatsoever. No stake whatsoever. So the parents, the kids, the teachers, the, the administrators, the school board, local elected officials, you can argue they're all stakeholders. I hate the stakeholder term anyway. But the radical leftists who showed up had no stake in this. They were showing up simply to be instigators. And what they, everybody's trying to make this about Armenian Americans and this and that. No, these are just parents who've been, fe- who are fed up. They've had enough. You saw it, you know, not far away from here, Loudoun County. And, uh, here these people said enough's enough and i think that's the way now i'm not trying to get anybody's head but i think that's how many of these parents saw it it wasn't where a certain uh uh you know demographic and and this is politically uh, ideological and we're opposed to them because we're conservative and they're no i think they're just basically saying these are our kids what the hell business do you have here and why are you coming here to disrupt the way we want our kids taught and the way we want to parent and as we've seen i mean you guys tim you've been out there and in the streets with this stuff they instigate, they instigate, they instigate, and they've always gotten away with it. And this time they didn't. They just had fed up parents who had enough, who wanted to protect their kids. And I think you're going to see more and more of this because people are just, look, you could do a lot of things. Don't come after people's kids. When you start coming after people's kids, bad things happen. Yeah, it makes people desperate. Like create, like you see the mother bear, the female bear. Great enough, yeah. How it'll just go sight, completely blood-like. It's yeah. not even bloodlust. Like it wants to hurt. It wants to protect, protect the it. child. And it yeah. will annihilate anything. Even if you're well-meaning. You see a little cub, you want... Right, mm-hmm. it's just... It's you just want to pet it and hold pet it. And cut it, it, it if you're well-meaning, I think that a lot <laughs> of the people, do that. people do in this movement, this political movement, the trans movement, or whatever you want to call it, are, for them, they believe for they them. are well-meaning. Right. But it doesn't matter if you're if people find a threat towards their children. So yeah. you need to yeah, understand but, but, that people you're will... Not, but if you're but, but also but except, not well-meaning. Except, yeah. Right. If you remove the bear cup, you're not well-meaning. These are people who are intentionally targeting children with overt adult content. That's right. Matt Walsh... Daily Wire. We'll get more in depth in this after we wrap up this story. Did an expose where he found this this rubber stamping of procedures of section procedures because these these companies are getting tons of money for it. They are not well meaning. They are selfish, egotistical, violent narcissists I, who are in a cult. I just rewatched the music video of "Will Convert Your Children." Mm, yep, yeah. you remember that? Oh yeah. Will convert your children like smiling and like and like yo you can't just joke and say that out loud they're not, not joking i know joking. they said they were joking uh, like no. a week later two weeks later oh, after, they're uh-huh. not after the fact they're like yeah it was just we were just playing around like you just told people you were going to convert their children and into explain some how sex- they do it they said they're going to get their friends they're going to bring them bit places. by bit yeah yep. 
you, there's nothing you can do to stop it. You can't control what your kids see. This is like we'll, the, we'll, was it we'll, the boys choir. They're, they're, they're or talking about giving your children access to adult content to indoctrinate them. Yeah, they're doing it now. Yes, and and so I'm surprised it took this long for parents to to realize and to be active. And for the record, it was the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir mm -hmm. right, who was right. made this video where it was like a bunch of guys singing about how they're going to convert your children. I mean, whoa. But listen, it's not a new... The parents are fed up now because the bad guys, the groomers, call them what you will, are getting closer physically, closer in proximity to the kids. When I left law enforcement, going back to the early mid-2000s, I worked quite a bit right before I left and then after with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And I wish I could unsee some of the imagery and some mm -hmm. of the case files I saw that I wouldn't get into here. It wouldn't be appropriate. But what I will tell you is this has been around for a long time. NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association, they skirted laws for years because they're First Amendment protected, right? They say, well, we're simply disseminating information on nations that have lax laws for sex with kids. Or uh, if you want to protect kids, don't go to these nations that have child sex tourism. That's how they get around it. But if you really want to get into their psyche, there's a great book. It was written probably in the early to mid-90s by an FBI agent. The guy's name was when the Bureau actually did some good work and wasn't a political persecution squad. I believe the guy's name was Bob Hamer, and it's called The Last Undercover. And it's about his, he's pretty much spent, he was an anomaly. He pretty much spent his entire career undercover. He wasn't a guy that did field work for a while, then did it for a little bit and came back. He just had a knack for it. And this guy did everything from biker gangs to La Cosa Nostra. His last one was embedding with Nambla. And he embedded as a trust fund guy who was a pedophile. And the things they would do, like back when there was a mall at Herald Square in, in Manhattan, they would congregate a group of these pedophiles, these men from like their mid thirties to their seventies would go to the mall in Herald Square on the second floor and watch the kids come in after school and pick their targets. And this has been going on, but you couldn't, we tried, we went after NAMBLA and Nick Mack went after NAMBLA and the Bureau and uh, Homeland Security Investigations, HSI is very good at this, one of the best in the world. Uh, we joked about Canada, the RCMP has really talented child sex crimes investigators, but these guys are smart. And the scary thing is they're often well-funded and they don't fit a profile. Anybody in this room could fit the profile. Anybody in a restaurant can fit the profile. It, it, it's really difficult to tell who they are, but they are proactive and they are some of the worst predators you'll ever see. Now what they're doing, they've been so emboldened for so long by knowing how to play the system and knowing how to frustrate law enforcement that they've, getting they've gotten closer and closer and now they're comfortable physically getting into the schools, becoming teachers, becoming administrators. Now, I'm not going to go off on conspiracy tangents about global pedophile networks and all. Yeah, there are, are definitely global child sex trafficking networks. This is a law enforcement established fact, right? Isn't Maxwell in jail because of that? She's 100% yeah. in jail because so of it. So it confirms. No, no, I'm saying jail. that. What I'm saying is I don't think, you know, Hillary Clinton's personally abducting kids and, and the Podesta brothers are helping her in vans picking the kids up. And we've seen those things too. I'm not going to go down that road, but there are definitely child sex trafficking networks around the world. We know this, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the groups that, that actually has helped are the Mexican cartels because they know it's bad for business, right? If you, if you talk to federal law enforcement or intelligence community, they'll tap the cartels for information on some of these checks, right? Because the cartels don't look, they want to sell their drugs, right? And they'll traffic adult women in prostitution, but they know kids are really bad for business. That's when we send special operators down there to start killing people if, if they start abducting kids to solve the problem. But they've gotten very bold because they've gotten away with it for so long. 
they haven't been prosecuted. Now they are in the schools. That's not conspiratorial. They're being handcuffed and pulled out and you're not seeing the stories because the left-wing media doesn't want to validate what the right's been saying. But exactly. I, but, but I think well, you're talking about the, uh, the super liminal and the issue at play now is the subliminal. Well, I think where, they go hand in hand. There's though. both. Well, they right, go right. hand but, in hand. But, but this story is they pretend to be activists. They use cover of media. So I, I referred to mm -hmm. one journalist as likely a pedophile because she was covering up overt pedophilic actions. You've got this one teacher now. I think her what's her name? Sarah Bonner or something like that in Illinois, instructing young children on how to use adult anonymous gay sex apps. Right. Why would a teacher go to children and say, mm -hmm. read this? Mm -hmm. There's only one answer. But I don't see that as subliminal. I see that as overt and overt no, that, that, well, yeah. That's overt. What, what yeah. I'm saying is that when you get activists in the media defending Correct. it, saying it's it's you hate gay people, that is the, is the subliminal. That is the manipulation right. where they are taking control of the machine. I tell you, if there is no pushback, and I, and I, I don't see this becoming a reality, reality, but they will try to legalize this stuff. Yeah, oh, they will certainly. Of course they will. They will. But to your point, Tim, about about these these journalists and all, and you see them as pedophiles themselves, you're 100 percent right. Here's 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 a case that that isn't uh, a pedophilia case, but it I think it's a good parallel. I don't know if you guys remember a lawyer named Lynn Stewart. She was the lawyer for Abdul Rahman, the blind sheikh. He was the guy behind the first World Trade Center bombing in 93. Right, one right, that right. wasn't too devastating. Yeah. And for years, federal law enforcement knew that she was, he was her client, but they knew she was assisting, aiding, abetting, and she would always stand behind her law license and privilege. Well, finally, they had enough, and they, uh, you know, they knew it was the, the crime fraud exemption, right? They knew what she was doing. They were able to get surveillance in the federal holding facility, saw that he was giving her kites, you know, prison notes. She was passing information on to these terrorists, enabling his terror network, and she eventually was was convicted, prosecuted, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing these journalists who are sympathetic to this are doing. They're enabling it, and they should be prosecuted as such. Mm -hmm. I just looked up well, uh, Philia. Well, that, that's a very, very difficult line. It's one thing if there's an active terrorist giving instruction to a terror network and you're acting as a courier for, the, for that illegal information. But if, and if you're giving, but see, here's where I disagree with you. If you're giving them cover by using your law license to shield, how do we know these journalists aren't doing the same? How do we if know the journalist engages in an illegal activity? By all means, prosecute mm -hmm. them. If a journalist has a disgusting opinion, fire them and make, make what they do unthinkable. But what I'm saying is most normal human beings, most normal human beings, would not be permissive of such heinous behavior unless they had a stake in it somehow. Right, right. So I think yeah. there's probable cause there. Yeah, or at least so, reason, reasonable suspicion mm -hmm. to start looking deeper to get to the PC right. to get the warrants. Yeah, agreed. Yes. Yeah, uh, you you made this point about people infiltrating the public school system, and I think that's very important because what the left and the dominant media culture has made very clear to the American people is that if you are someone who wants to abuse children, as long as you're using they them pronouns or the pronouns of the opposite sex, they will treat anyone who regards you with suspicion as a bigoted person who shouldn't be listened to. That's right. That's yeah. right. I just looked up philia. This is a lot of like wordplay that they're do that people have been doing. Pedophilia. Philia is a type of love from Greece, ancient Greece, and it's the type of love that translates as friendship, the love of friendship. Uh, philia. It's it's mm -hmm. fine. But eros. Hemophilia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eros is love, sexual love. Now these people are pederotic. They're not pedophilic. That's a great point. They might be both, but you got to call them peder pederosts. At the very least, like there, it's about the, 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 it's not about, I mean, it is weird for a grown adult to be friends with a nine-year-old kid that's yeah. not their son, but it is, it's the er erotic love that's the problem. You know what? I had a, I had a former, 
federal prosecutor, good guy who did these trainings at NICMAC, who would drum that into everybody's head. They're not pedophiles, they're pederasts. He would say exactly what you just said because he wanted to draw that distinction. It goes back to a lot of what we say, right, in, in, in conservative or, or libertarian media, that, that language does matter. Don't let the left own the narrative. Don't let them create new terms. He was adamant about that, so you're spot on with that. Oh, that's good. Who was that that did that? It was, uh, I, I forget the guy's name. He, we had a bunch of trainers. I forget his name. He was uh, an FBI agent back when the Bureau was good, and then he was a federal prosecutor. I got to dig it up for you. Yeah, man, love is not yeah. love. There are many different types of love, and that is right. super important. Mm-hmm. Let's jump so to this story. We got we have a major story from the Daily Wire. Oh. This is crazy. I, my, my jaw hits the floor, uh, hit the floor when I saw this. Matt Walsh uncover, uh, undercover investigation catches trans healthcare providers rubber stamping sex change surgeries. Basically, they had a producer call in and within 22 minutes in a virtual appointment, even after saying they weren't dysphoric, the person wrote a letter saying they were. And it's simple. There's a lot of money to be made in rubber stamping these things and sending them out. And you are protected politically when you make money this way. The Daily Wire reports some of the nation's largest trans healthcare providers are rubber stamping approvals for life altering sex change procedures and even falsely representing health diagnoses of patients. So insurance companies will cover the medical expenses. Daily Wire host Matt Walsh revealed in a tweet thread Wednesday. So apparently these doctors will say explicitly, if we don't give you this diagnosis, the insurance will not cover it. So you need to be diagnosed this way. And then what, let me let me actually I think I have the uh, the thread here. I think he explicitly brings up that the his undercover uh, producer says that uh, he's not dysphoric. Let me see. He says the letter keeps capitalizing orky uh, orchiectomy. Is that how you pronounce it? Without yeah. and before it. As if it's just been copy-pasted into a template, Greg followed up to learn why he had been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Plume admitted they just use letter templates provided by WPATH. He says, just checking on this to make sure this will be okay in the letter. I'm not really considering myself dysphoric, so wanted to check on that one thing. Otherwise, letter looks great. The, the doctor says, the care coordinator, hi, Chelsea. Look at this. You get uh, iPhone says she, her, hers. This is uh, redacted a care coordinator with Plume. I will page your provider on this to see what she says. I know we rewrite we write letters based on WPATH templates, but I can ask your provider if it's necessary to have it. And if not, perhaps it can be removed. Later, Plume's nurse confirmed in order for the surgery to be paid for, the dysphoria diagnosis would need to remain. At the same time, the nurse appeared to confuse as to why Chelsea Bussey had requested testicle removal in the first place. Saying, uh, let's see. Uh, so Chelsea Bussey, which is the undercover, is a, a male producer for matt walsh thanks for getting back to me i was just saying i don't feel dysphoric right now but it's okay to keep the letter right the nurse says nurse practitioner oh okay well the surgery is related to the gender dysphoria which you which you diagnosed with it is controlled with hrt but in order to get the surgery to be paid uh, for a gcs it will need to be related to gender dysphoria which you are diagnosed with does that make sense or is the orky not gender confirming so it seems like basically what they're uncovering these, these companies, they don't care. They want the money. They want the money. Look, I can't get my dog on an airplane with a letter from a doctor anymore, but in 22 minutes, you can be castrated and it can be paid for by insurance. I mean, this is sheer insanity. Whole industry's insanity right now. Yeah, it's yeah. marketing. They're marketing. I and mean, look, it's the same as the vaxxers, right? And they're marketing. Dude, but they're protected. Marketing. And this is the crazy thing. They're Jim, protected. That's right. Jimmy Dore had such a great bit that I saw today. He was like, when it came to big pharma, People would say, people say, don't do your own research. 
the media comes out, don't do your own research. It's like, what? That's crazy. We used to call doing your own research reading. You're yeah, not to read. And he goes, we would never. That tell. was an excellent bit. By he the said, way. we would never tell anyone to 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 not do their own research in any other area. Yeah. Imagine if you were like, oh, I think I'm gonna buy. I'm, I'm gonna go buy a new car. Don't look into it. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I don't, how am I supposed to know what car to get? Ask the salesman. He's the expert. Yeah, it was a great bit. <laughs> it's really absolutely good. fantastic. The salesman, he's the expert. No, it's brilliant. What, it's what, it's what, worth what, watching. What we have with big pharma and these medical practices, political protection. Yeah. Far left extremists saying, do not look into it. And the media saying, that's right. If you do, something's wrong with you. Yep. Remember when the New York Times wrote not to think critically? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, if you I, look, if, if it, I don't know, I don't know how, how to help these people. Genuinely, if they're like, I was told not to think critically, so I stopped. Well, like, listen, okay, I mean, okay, since we'll we were like five years old, right? Nursery school, kindergarten, you're told. I mean, it was it was like the most ubiquitous statement on the planet. When he came to doctors, get a second opinion. Yeah. Until we learned Fauci's name. Then anyway, if you got a second opinion, you were a crazy conspiracy theorist. <laughs> you were anti-science. You didn't trust the experts. <sighs> Give me a break. Mm -hmm. Look at Give this. Give me a break. This is crazy. Matt Walsh posts the letter, which says she reports ongoing gender dysphoria, despite the fact that in texts, the producer said, I do not have dysphoria. Right. So this is also something that we learned a number of months ago when Jamie Reed, who was working at a clinic that was giving treatment towards minors, came out and basically said that there's oh, I'm an sorry, entire I had, I had it backwards. routine. Sorry, that I, takes I, place. I just, sorry, uh, I had to correct. I have it backwards. That was the uh, earlier tweet. They then asked about it, and he then said he didn't have dysphoria. So my mm -hmm. mistake. Sorry, continue. Mm -hmm. No, no, I was just saying that a whistleblower named Jamie Reed, who was working at the St. Louis Transgender Center, was talking about the kind of rubber stamp routine that happens here and how there are these templates. And Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. What they do is give people sort of tips on what they can say to the therapist to ensure that they're going to be uh, given the green light to go ahead with these procedures. I went to a doctor for a checkup a little while ago, like a month ago, and uh, the doctor was like, how have you been feeling like ment mentally? I was like, oh, I'm existentially, I got a lot of stress. You know, the world economic order, the, the how shifting, and he's like, you want something for that? And I was like, do you want to like do a blood test on me? Do you want a psychological opera? Like, do you want to do an eval first, or do you just want to hand me some Prozac? Like, the guy just, he was so ready to give me the, the, the yeah. medicine, the, the drugs. Yeah, the medicine. Yeah, the medicine, the yeah. psychoactive, whatever, suppressants, or whatever the hell they Quick are. Question for you guys, do we know which state uh greg was uh chatting with this company do we know which state this company was located in uh, i think we we probably do let me uh the reason i ask is is my next question is going to be why isn't the state attorney general opening an immediate insurance fraud investigation on these providers oh i mean this is insurance fraud this is so, insurance so fraud i want to i want to clarify what i was saying with the letter the so first the letters the, the, the letter is posted uh let me let me grab it from uh this here we go so in tweet number 13, it says, three days later, Plum sent this letter to Chelsea Bussey, who does not exist, saying he was experiencing gender dysphoria. The producer then responded saying, no, I don't. The coordinator then responded, well, it has to be in there. So keeping the letter as is, saying this person has dysphoria, despite the person t texting saying, no, that's not true. Huh. 
That's insurance fraud. That's, that's blatant insurance fraud. I mean, that there's your probable cause. Mm-hmm. Also, potentially medical malpractice. These are all over the country. Certainly. Apparently. This, is Certainly. All over, this is all over the country. But, that, but, but the insurance fraud's criminal. That's a felony. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that the other elements of it aren't criminal is also That's an a whole indictment of our laws. Yeah. 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 And and this is something I mentioned Jamie Reed is a whistleblower. We also had a Helena Kirshner on who was describing her experience and the fact that she went to Planned Parenthood and was able to get the maximum dose she could get after a, a relatively brief conversation where I think she said she didn't even talk to a doctor. I mean they're they just Planned pushing Parenthood this stuff for through. a few minutes and then she got the maximum dose of testosterone. Mm-hmm. And and it, initially the the person she was speaking with wasn't even going to give her that but then she asked for it and they just gave it to her. I mean it's it's unbelievable. And so if you had any other field of medicine where there were this many scandals with this many different whistleblowers coming forward and saying, yeah, there's actually this entire complex set up around trying to give me the proper answers to tell to other physicians to get certain treatments that they're supposed to be vetting me for objectively, we'd be having a national dialogue about it. But we're not when we're talking about literally amputating body parts that cannot ever be replaced or restored once they're removed and mutilating children. The medical marijuana rack was a racket. They were like, you've got to tell them that you have That's fair. stress or they won't give you the medical marijuana card. So you right, go and you're right. like, I have stress. And then they give you the card. And then I think in some areas, right, if, if you said that you had that kind of stress and they gave you a medical card, it actually precluded you from being able to own a gun. You'd, for, for 12 months. For 12 but, months. But you'd, that, have, you'd have to put that you were a current drug user. That mm-hmm. stuff is a- amputating. There's no amputation. Mm-hmm. It's it's a license to buy marijuana, which is ridiculous. I don't know why. Much it's less serious than yeah, removing a body cutting part. Cutting an arm off or, yeah. or a body part off or testicles or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm very libertarian on the weed issue. I, I think it's, I, I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Never, never, never came across any bad guys that were, you know, trying to kill anybody. But now I'm starting to wonder, others. to be completely honest. <clears throat> Are you? Well, I mean, Why? you've you've got all of these uh, detrimental things that they're trying to pass on to people. So I just don't trust them. If, oh, they, that's they, a different story. But if, yeah, we, they, we, if, if if Democrats came out and they were like, "We actually think Jello pudding's fantastic," I'd be like, "I'm not gonna." Eat that. <laughs> I'm well, and that was the thing. What's I mean, look, in here? <laughs> I've, I've said this before. I'm absolutely. I don't eat the sugar anyway. <laughs> I I'm totally against the federal war on drugs. I think if a state wants to, eat, you know, ban marijuana, I'm totally fine with that. But I remember when I was graduating high school about ten years ago. This this was when the massive push was happening for weed to be legalized and when we actually started to see it happen. And all of the arguments being made, instead of making the libertarian argument, which I don't necessarily agree with, but which I think is a better argument, and that is, this might be bad for me, but let me do it. There was so much mythologizing about how this is going to cure your cancer and it's a miracle. It's like, okay, you, you don't have to do that either, right? You, you don't have to push it all the way in that direction. But I hear you. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it, it, that also made me more suspicious at the time. That just all that, of the bombastic mar- claims about how great it was. That's marketing, though. Yeah. Which, which, look, big pharma is just downright demonic mm. in the way they market these. Oh, things, yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, they're marketing. I mean, you watch TV in the middle of the day. I have it on in the background, right, when I'm working. Every other commercial is a oh, former yeah. commercial for something. The side effects are, it's a 45 second spot, a 30 second spot. The side effects, and the horrible. This claimer is 29 the seconds. The time. side effects often do what you're trying to treat. That, that's my point. And, and then after that commercial, yeah. like two commercials later, it's some law firm. It's like, 
you could be entitled to money <laughs> right, if you right. took this medicine from that same right. company that's now been recalled. Yes, like, wait a minute. There, there'll be one commercial that's like, are you suffering from acid indigestion? See if acidosto is, yeah, is, right is, is, is right for you. Side effects may include explosive diarrhea and headaches. <laughs> then the next commercial is, are you suffering from headaches and explosive diarrhea? See if this drug oh, is right for you. Yeah. Zantac is going to kill you. you know. No, it's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's just crazy. And I think we learned quite a bit about Big Pharma in the last few years. But I think, mm. I think what they've done... You know, John Stossel did a good expose on it years back where he, he made a strong argument uh, for Big Farm, right? He's, I guess his brother works in that industry and he was saying how on average they spend about 800, this was then, about $850 million to develop a drug and some don't it work, others do work, but they're just not prescribed. And So he made a good argument for why certain things cost the way they do. I don't think anyone ever foresaw what we saw in the last couple of years. I mean, you saw a pharma commercial, one every 10 commercials. My friends and I are on a Brought text chain. Brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, my, my buddies and I are on a text chain. One's a banker for one of the large banks, but he's very politically like-minded. And we just run jokes all day long. Like, have you taken your Sky Rizzy today? Do you have your Relaxium and your Prevagen? Like, it's just nuts. Relaxium. It's, every, you know, it's just crazy. Every other commercial. It was when they told me not to question it. Right. I was like, what in the exactly hell right. is yep. happening Don't look into right it. Now? It, yep, yeah. Trust, yeah. trust the experts. Man. And also them, them saying that, that they weren't looking into things, right? Like when Fauci was saying he wouldn't even entertain lab leak. You won't even entertain it? You won't yeah. even think about it? Really? You stop, just know stop that's thinking not true? critically, Seamus. Yeah, exactly. Do you think, John, do you think that the federal prohibition on weed is because of pharma, the pharma industry? Oh, 100%, right? Mm. But right now, the federal government's not prosecuting weed. The DEA, so I've got a lot of friends at DEA, they, uh, their policy right now I asked one of my buddies who's an agent. This isn't some guy I know. It's a guy who lives in my neighborhood. We socialize. I said, so you guys hit a house. You hit a, a trap house and you find, I don't know, like, you know, 10 kilos of heroin. You find 15 kilos of Coke and five pounds of weed. What do you do with the weed? He goes, oh, destroy it. We don't even put it on the charging sheet anymore. Wow. Because DOJ, it's, it's non, they haven't legalized it, but they're not, they, they've basically decriminalized it. Huh. So they're not even prosecuting for it. It's not even going to show up. The so heroin, I destroy it. It's a work. Yeah, the heroin will be logged. The coke will be logged, but the weed just, they, they burn it up or whatever they do. So that's, they, that's like, they're, they're doing, they're doing work. Just leave it, ignore it. Like, do you, do you take a, a kitchen well, right. table with you when well, you that's the thing. That's what I, I they, they seize it because it's still technically illegal, but they don't. It, that's it. That's where it begins and ends. It gets burned and they're done. But they just keep it schedule one just in case there's somebody they want to bust. No, and I think, they well, I, I think you make a good point, mm. right? Because DEA and FDA tend to work hand in hand, right? FDA does the <laughs> civil enforcement. Um, DEA comes in with the gun. I mean, FDA is as uh, armed agents would need it, but the DEA steps in for the bigger stuff. But think about who, who typically funds and, and eventually staffs FDA and that pipeline goes back and forth like John McCain had with the defense industry and his staffers, right? The FDA and big pharma trade bodies back and forth. And so you're talking about cutting into massive profits. I've got a buddy who's a neurologist, a pain management doctor. He loves weed for certain uh, chronic pain conditions. He hates prescribing opioids. He doesn't want to do it. He won't do it. He'd rather give a shot, uh, you know, spinal, uh, injections, et cetera. He just hates it. He hates what it does to people. He won't prescribe them anymore. And he's a very successful doctor. He that The pressure he gets Ugh. from the pharma reps for being pro-weed, and he's not even talking about flour. A lot of times it'll be gummies or vape or edibles, and, and it's helping his patients. 
the pressure he gets is unbelievable, he tells me. Yeah. So, so well, yes, to your point. And by the way, I want to make the point, even though I mentioned I'm fine with states banning it, like, I don't dispute that there could be legitimate medicinal uses for it. I don't, sure. I don't know enough about it, but I've also heard people who are physicians claim that there are, are good reasons to use it. Uh, you mentioned the fact that it isn't generally prosecuted, and Ian, you brought up the point that they could selectively prosecute. I guess, you know, if Trump starts smoking pot, they'll be banging down his oh, door. Yeah, I'm certain of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> DOJ, though, has, DOJ has written policy now to not prosecute for weed and 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 the sister federal agencies uh even even homeland for example they you know they're not doj they're they're a, their own entity but they're just not prosecuting because the federal prosecutors won't even bring the case is it because they can't get a verdict or they uh, just don't care i mean look part of the problem is they're starting to see the revenue right mm -hmm. so you take take big pharma's profits out of it they're kicking back big tax dollars to the federal government these dispensaries they're making big money right now if you have a medical marijuana license in florida which is that whole seed to sale model You've got to show, as we sit here today, guys, if you can't show 50 some odd million liquid, around 55 million liquid ready to go, you're not even going to be considered for the license. Wow. Yeah, it's real money. If you want to buy an existing operation, they're starting in the nine figures. Wow. Yeah, down in Florida anyway, because you've got it seed to sale, right? Or it, it was. Meaning it the people that grow it, also the people that right, sell it. They want it. you to have a holistic ecosystem. They want you to have the land. They want you to have the dispensary. It's all got to be one pipeline. So they call it, you know, seed the sale pipeline. Well, I, I think I think weed should be legal, but I don't like it. So that's why it's bad I, for but that, that's it. Right. But but again, to your point, let me do it. You know, not me per se, but if I, I don't I don't like legislating morality. Yeah, there needs to be education right. about dosage, man. Yeah. It's about dosage. Yeah. Anyone that gets sloppy stoned is not probably not in a great state of mind. Yeah, but they're gonna get sloppy drunk. Yeah, I, that's I, way more dangerous. I, I agree with you on the morality thing. The issue is that society shouldn't tolerate it shouldn't tolerate uh, uh, immoral things. And the problem is we have a culture and society that tolerates everything. And so we just have True. immorality True. running rampant. And now there's no morality on the left. They have None. no moral framework at all. None. Like stick Florida, right? You'll never see, I shouldn't say never, but I can tell you right now, you probably won't see uh, in the short term recreationally legal weed in Florida. And it's really not a political issue. It's the uh, hospitality industry. They're big and they don't like the smell. They they think it'll turn oh. guests off. They think if they have a bunch it's a of kids. It's a real thing. There are certain areas that just yeah. stink now. Well, that's it. And, and their logic is sound. They're like, hey, look. It's one of the other reasons, I mean, not to veer too far off track, that we don't get open carry in Florida is because the, the hospitality industry, we have a lot of European tourists. Guns aren't as prevalent. They're afraid of it. It won't come. They'll spend their money elsewhere. So I do get that as much as a 2A absolutist as I am. But with the weed, I've spoken to a few of the uh, hotel ownership groups and all, and they said, look. We don't want to be charging 800 bucks a night in season for a room, have affluent families there. A couple of kids come there by the pool and then they start, these families start checking out because they don't want their toddlers smelling this and seeing it. Yep. Yeah. You know, so it does make sense. Mm -hmm. At least for flour, like oil, for flour, and gummies and edibles. Well, they don't bother things. you for that. Yeah. They're, they're fine with that. They don't, if somebody's vaping at the pool, yeah, but just, it's the flour. So, they're no smoking. Yeah. I mean, no smoking. Matter, exactly right. what you're smoking, you can't That's smoke. That's right. No smoking. Mm. That's a big part of it too is smoke. Smoking is hard on anybody. That's right. And the cigars yeah, too. The same, they don't allow cigars either outside at these pool decks at all. Uh, sorry that I took us away from the Matt Walsh yeah, conversation. That is a perfect I, headline for what we just... <laughs> what were you saying, Shane? No, no, I think you, what you you made a good point, though. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, this is that Did New York Times it? article that Tim was referencing. Well, misinformation is information they want you to miss, Don't right? go down the... You got to read it first. Yeah, I know. Right. Don't, Don't go, go down, down the rabbit hole. Critical thinking, as we're taught to do it, isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. Beautiful. What a ridiculous... <laughs> Just blatantly inaccurate. It is. It's like specifically saying Don't the wrong thing. It. Don't question it. 
That's not how you. This is, this is what I was saying about weed. When when they start moving to legalize it everywhere, and it's particularly in these states that you know kill and sterilize kids, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I don't know if I trust them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like maybe maybe it should always be that thing on the out like on the fringe where it's like it's illegal, but you know people do it sometimes. We shouldn't have people in prison for it, but we shouldn't just be explicit with recreational use. I don't know, man. I'm fairly libertarian, so I just ultimately here's actually I'll put it this way. I'm becoming more liberal, I suppose, than libertarian in that I'm starting to feel like, one, we need to repair culture desperately so that people aren't giving their kids pot or encouraging recreational use of drugs and things like that. But we also probably do have to legislate to some degree things that we view to be moral. Yeah, well, you, I, well, that's the thing. Um, it's really not possible not to legislate morality, right? All law has some basis in yeah. morality. Uh, but when it comes to this question of misinformation and telling people not to do their own research, I mean, this is so obviously self-serving for the mainstream and for the establishment, you know, exactly why they're telling people this. And it's an example of things kind of coming full circle. I quoted Thomas Sowell uh, on the show earlier tonight. And one thing I remember hearing from him that really got me thinking was he pointed out that in the public school system today, kids are taught that it's very important to make a difference. And he also made the point that they're not taught that it's important to know about the thing you're trying to make a difference about. And when he said that, it resonated with me because that was very much my experience uh, in public school. I had many lovely teachers, but there was kind of this prevailing ethos of go out, change the world, make a difference, and not much of a conversation uh, about how you should also research these things, become knowledgeable about them, really have something to to say or do that's meaningful. Uh, And now it's actually come full circle to the point where they're openly saying, like, not only should you A, make a difference, but B, you shouldn't do any research about the social change you want to affect. You should just listen to us when we tell you how the system should be rearranged, and then you should do our bidding. Let's talk about this story from the Daily Mail. Fox threatens to sue Tucker Carlson for violating his contract with the launch of his new Twitter show that 80 million people and counting watched. So why are they doing this? I think they want Tucker Carlson to shut up until after the election. It makes no sense why they would take him off the air, but then also say you can't talk Mm -hmm. like he made a Twitter video and they're saying you've breached your contract. Why? Yeah. Because he posted a video of himself on Twitter. That's normal social yeah. media. This is what we we're, were just talking about with critical thinking in the press. The press does not want anyone breaking the narrative. So they remove Tucker from the airwaves. Exactly. And so we saw this with James O'Keefe, right? And Project Veritas coming after him. Again, not knowing a whole wow, lot about man. the law or the legal precedent that's there. The fact that they would remove him from their organization and then try to stop him from doing his journalistic work when he's no longer with that organization suggests to me, in my personal humble opinion, that there are issues with the journalism he's doing because he's no longer affecting them in any way unless that's the thing that concerns them. So similarly with Tucker Carlson being ousted from Fox, a lot of people are making the argument that they were only throwing him out into the cold because of this Dominion settlement, even though Tucker didn't really say anything about Dominion uh, and Now you have them trying to silence him, even though they don't have any more liability there. So it makes it perfectly clear that the purpose of casting him out wasn't like to settle a lawsuit. It was because they really didn't like what he was saying, and they're upset that he's saying it somewhere else now. Yeah, I think it was both, though. I mean, look, they they, they paid out. Almost, yeah, oh, a little over three quarters of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? So they're they're super sensitive to being sued again. Mm-hmm. 
at the same time, one of the things I learned, you know, having worked in media as long as I did, is there is a tremendous amount of pettiness in the C-suite, especially when the hosts or, or particular hosts like Tucker become wealthy and powerful and beyond the reach of of that C-suite, of management. They become that, it's not that they're seen as uncontrollable because you got to extend you know, your key employees, a certain amount of trust, right? You got to let them be who they are and they're adults and they're responsible. And Tucker never crossed lines, right? He was sensational, but that's what made him good. Mm -hmm. But they get jealous. It's weird. They get mm. really jealous when the talent becomes more famous, more powerful than them. And I think this became an ego battle. So they, they say it's about uh, the Dominion lawsuit and they force him out and he goes off on his own and they think, ha ha, we've got him. He's going to go, bro. I mean, he's a wealthy guy. He's generationally wealthy now. He's fine. But he goes out there, he goes on Twitter, and then they start doing the math, and they realize, wait a second, if this guy takes even a third of his audience with him, and he charges them a couple of bucks a month, a few bucks a month, he's going to be doubling what we paid him, well, he really doesn't need us, he's not going to come back and grovel. So now it just seems to me to be real petty nonsense, like they're just going to try to make his life yeah, miserable, I wonder, he doesn't need him. I wonder how much of this is, we must silence certain voices. Well, sure. Before sure. 2024 or Trump wins. So mm -hmm. James O'Keefe, Veritas not only freezes him, they then sue him. Yep. Fox News does the exact same thing. Now, look, maybe it's coincidental that almost at the exact same time, Veritas suspends O'Keefe but locks him in the company. Fox suspends Tucker but keeps him in the company. And then both get sued for trying to do their work to continue their work. It seems a little bit odd. Just saying. I yep. think the, I think the O'Keefe situation was different, though, and and I had some unique insight to this because I'm friendly with two different board members who are on opposite sides of the issue, and look, you know the old saying, right? There's two sides of the story, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. But the one thing both of them uh, agreed upon when when they told me their versions, and I wasn't with them, was that O'Keefe was never fired, that he was benched, and that the that he did violate the NDA. And that's what they went after him for. And this was one, right, so, one, one so who they, was- They tell James he can't work. And then when he says, I'm going to do my own thing, they say, we're suing you now to stop you from doing that. Well, so That's evil. I'm with you on that. But what they had said, both of them said, well, it was more about the violation of the NDA and going out there. Now, look, it's his it, NDA. Well, it's it, but there's still a 501. Yeah, I don't care. No, James, no I, I James, hear you. I'm, but lawyers are weird people, right? Lawyers, this, I'm, lawyers I'm, look I'm, at things differently there, than we do. Any, anybody at Veritas- who is in agreement with what they're doing to James is an evil, despicable piece of garbage. But Tim, James, I'm not arguing with you on that. I'm saying I, I, lawyers I are lawyers. You know? I, lawyers? They, the board hired lawyers to do this for them. Sure. James starts Project Veritas. He runs it and everyone's behind him. Then they come and subvert him, benching him, whatever you want to call it, shutting down his ability to do his job. So what does he do? I'll start another company. Now they're suing him? You know, that, that, that the only intention perceivably is to stop James O'Keefe from doing his work. Look, I'll, I'll play a demo. And look at what they're doing right now with Tucker. There's literally no reason to take his show off the air and then tell him he can't post Twitter videos. I agree with you. What I'm saying is, because having been through dumb lawsuits on both sides as plaintiff and defendant in business, once you involve attorneys, things snowball out of control. So... You can't deny that Veritas is inextricably linked to O'Keefe, right? It's his brand. He's the brand. They're, they're one and the same. The minute lawyers got involved, this thing was going sideways. Same with Tucker. Because in the exact same way? Well, because look, they want to bill. And they've got, they know both organizations have deep pockets. For they, what reason would you suspend someone and prohibit them from doing work? 
non-competes are enforced every day. I don't, I don't tend to agree with them, how enforceable they are as a matter of law, but that's just what lawyers do because they want to rack up as much billable, as many billable hours as they can. Look, I think the whole- You can't, you can't pass this off on lawyers. I, think, I, don't, I reject that. But how? If you're the board of a 501 and you're a law firm, turns around and says, you Project Veritas could have said, let's just let James do his thing. Well, uh, here's what I'm going to agree with you on that. I think the entire thing was the most ham-fisted, moronic PR exercise I've ever seen. And Fox News all the same. If well, they don't want Tucker around, they t- just say, go do your thing. Well, they should have told Tucker to go do his thing. because well, Tucker's got a bit of a different situation there because he really, number one, different rules apply, right? I mean, one of the things that Veritas, whether it's valid or not, is that there was... Uh, finances were mishandled. Now, I spoke to some of their very big donors and those big donors said, we don't care if O'Keefe flew on a solid gold Gulfstream 6. We didn't donate X dollars to nickel and dime him. We donated for results. He got us results. We don't care how he spent the money. If we gave him $5 million and he spent all but a penny so on corrupt. himself and got the job done, we're happy. So James made the mistake of bringing on corrupt envious scumbags to his board who have destroyed Project Veritas. Look, I think I think the brand, right? He, the brand is him. But I think when you- put, And now they're trying to stop him from even doing more work. Look, These the are le- evil people. The lesson is this. I mean, you know this. You run a successful business, right? I, I've got partners. We're a small fund, but we do pretty well. Never bring adversaries onto a board of directors. It's the dumbest thing people do. Also, Especially like- when you want to be a proprietary entity. Don't there's this weird sense of nobility where people, look, I'm going to say it here, right? No, I I don't make any apologies for having moved on from Trump to DeSantis. Trump's personnel picks bear this out. If Trump had had better personnel acumen, he'd be a very successful second term president. This happens everywhere. So it's not unique to uh, Veritas. Fox is a different animal because Tucker didn't pick the board. But James should have picked more wisely. But then again, He's a personality. He's not a business guy. Yeah, he, again, he should not have started a nonprofit. That's well, he, where I'm he, at. Mom, well, yeah, well, that too. The I mean, rules are it's far tough more, to say because it yeah. was. He explained this, it how, what how, it how it started was that he wanted to do some work. He needed to raise money. He wasn't thinking of it as a commercial venture. So he said, how do I raise money? Well, if you, you got to be a 501c3. So, okay, so I'll file for that. He was a young guy. Sure. For me, I've had other LLCs and other S corps and whatever, so I I'm like this is the structure that we use, and there are even arguments to, to be made for C corps over S corps for a variety of reasons. That's right. But going the nonprofit route put him in a particularly vulnerable vulnerable position for the thing that he built, and then these evil people, these these brain slug people, come in and destroyed Project Veritas. For, for what purpose other than because they're envious and evil people? Mm. End of story. James O'Keefe founded it. He's the leader of it. He's the one in charge. And if the donors are happy and the work was getting done, the only reason to interfere was because they were jealous, evil, or trying to destroy Veritas intentionally. I don't think they were trying to destroy it, but well, I they, do think, I, I I do think they, they did. But they had no reason to destroy it because the money was coming in and the exposés were strong. I just think- Then what, why file a lawsuit? Because I think people- This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. People have power trips. 
and and so, they have power jealous. trips through tunnel vision and they're and they're they become crusaders and they don't realize the collateral damage that's occurring when they become crusaders i i don't think it was a i i don't think it was a proactive you know a career assassination of him it turned into that I just think a bunch of people said, well, we've got to do this. We're the board of directors. We're the austere board, and we don't care who the personality is. And in the real world, that's just moronic. That's not the way things work. And it snowballed out of control. And But look, it, it bit them in the butt at the end of the day. The organization's never going to be the same. I, I get the emails. I don't look at them the same way. I'm with you. I don't you look know? at them the same way anymore. Yeah, no, I does. But, but, but it's not just that. Mm-hmm. I, so is the argument then that these are the stupidest people on the planet? Because I don't buy it. Filing a lawsuit against James O'Keefe was basically publicly declaring you are shutting Veritas down. Yeah, but the, the, the play devil's advocate on that, if in the Bible, I didn't see him, but the way it was explained to me, in a 501, if you don't follow the rules, you could be prosecuted criminally. And so if lawyers step in, if you're a board member and you're one of the board members that was pro O'Keefe, now you've got a law firm sitting in front of you and a good warrant saying, look, guys, we wouldn't have advised you to go down this road, but you did. And if you don't do A, B, and C now, bullshit. And there is something. Well, but but here's my point: it, once an attorney tells you that and says to you, you might be personally liable if you don't do these things that we're recommending. How many people are going to go out there and say, bullshit. "Okay, I'll take the personal liability"? Yeah. Because the 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 actual real alternative is to say, make it above board, which would mean they go to James O'Keefe and say, "I agree, formal, formal termination, and we're clean. Have a nice day." Tim, I'm or go. when James O'Keefe came out and said he was terminated, all they have to do is say, "Agreed." Or the, the, the idea that they're like, "Oh no, we're going to be prosecuted because James is violating back his up, NDA." Back up, go one. I agree with you 100 here. What they should have done was call the attorneys in before they ever took action. Yeah. Sat O'Keefe at a table in a closed door room like this and said, hey, guys, to the attorneys, hypothetically, if this were the situation with an executive here and we wanted to maintain the status quo and still be compliant, how could we go about that? And everybody could have shook hands and walked out of that room as friends. Yeah, that's, that's where they that's where they screwed th- it up. That's what makes me think it was an emotional response. Yeah. That they just did it to him in public. I, I think it was the way it was done. Yeah, evil. I've, I've disagreed with greedy. I played devil's advocate because I've sat on boards, but the way it was done in terms of a PR exercise was devastating to the organization. Unless it was on purpose. Yeah, I don't think it was. Like, like I said, I've, I've spoken to both sides. Even the pro O'Keefe faction on the board didn't feel it was done on purpose. How they felt it? like you, that it was a moronically horrible execution, but they didn't feel it was malice in it. Was How is there the- anything other than a pro O'Keefe faction to what he started? People get very intimidated. People get nervous if they think they're going to be personally sued or potentially could be prosecuted. They so tend resigned. to change their perspective. You resign. It doesn't matter. You already knew about it. The minute the minute you became aware of the situation, your resignation doesn't insulate you. For, That's the problem. So, so look, if you don't that, blow the whistle, this, they can go retroactively back. It may be nothing. All I'm saying is, from playing devil's advocate, if you're an individual, look, if you're a you, you're a you're a, a, a a board member of a bank, you find out there's extortion, you don't report it, the fact, you can't just quit and throw your hands up. The fact that they published a letter which actually said several of the, people the letter who was horrible. Several people who signed it didn't actually experience any of this, that had ridiculous stories like James stole a sandwich from a pregnant woman, just shows, in my opinion, malintent. Well, those were petty examples, too. I mean, I, I had I, when I read that letter... I so called, there were no real examples. I and called then, a couple of board members. I go, why would you ever publish this letter? This is moronic. I said... This tells people nothing. It makes you guys look horrible. It, it, look, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying from, from a devil's advocate standpoint, I can understand why some people, not everybody 
not everybody there's no, there's no, has fortitude. I they just, just don't. There's, a lot of people are weak. There's no devil's and they don't. There's no justification. N none, of, none of that adds up. The, the, the amount of hoops you have to jump through to make it make sense why they would do this to James is, is absurd. But here's the, right. the simple solution is either greedy, envious people wanted to were, were, were angry with James O'Keefe and wanted to hurt him in some way, or they were intentionally destroying Project Veritas. You know what I think it also was? I th O'Keefe's, you know, he's a brilliant guy. And the way he goes about things. And, and sometimes with genius comes a bit of an oddball personality. I think he ruffled some board feathers because he wasn't warm and fuzzy. People started to get offended. And maybe they wanted to check him. I don't think anybody ever wanted it to spiral out of control like this. Yeah, what's, they what's did. The, they uh, wanted Seamus, to check What's the lowest you know? level of hell reserved for? Traitors. Yeah. Betrayers Boy. and mutineers. And if you get on Twitter, that's spelled T-R-A-D-E-R-S. So <laughs> when, when you are brought into an organization founded by someone who has done the hard work and sacrificed and risked everything for it, and then you decide you're better than them and should destroy everything they built, I just consider you being uh, worthy of the lowest level, the lowest Look, level. And also don't put, don't put lawyers and finance people on your boards. Don't so, but that. he must have, when they founded Project Veritas, he had to have two others on the board with him, even from inception point. So, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know if they know were names. I don't, or, I, don't, I don't know if they were there. So uh, they may be gone. New, yeah. new. The board, board seemed pretty new. One, one guy on the board who was pro Keith is a business guy out of Florida that I know real well, real nice guy. Um, the other was an old friend of his who wound up being adversarial with him. Oh, so man. it was weird. It was weird. The whole thing was very, very weird. Robert Barnes, I was listening to him and uh, Viva Frey talking about yeah. it a couple of days ago. And he was saying, Robert Barnes was saying that um, Veritas wants to sue O'Keefe to make sure that all the people that are donated, that were donating to Veritas that are now donating to OMG, that they get that money now. But he's saying that like, O'Keefe brought that money to Veritas in the first place. Yeah, that's, so, not, that's, not, that's not accurate. You know, Robert's a good guy, but his takes have been a little off because you can't tell a donor. The, the one group that's impervious to any of this are the donors. They can take their dollars they, wherever they want. But they did literally sue him to stop him from communicating with Veritas donors. Yeah, but that, but that didn't work. The donors, I mean, I, I look, I was made privy and I probably shouldn't have been to some donor emails, some of the large ones. And uh, those donors were pretty adamant. We're going with him. Yeah, you can donate. We're to going. And they, yeah, it's our money. We don't really care what you do. We have more so, money than you do. Outside, outside of that, uh, back to what we're seeing with Tucker Carlson, I, I do think whether intentional or not, we are seeing very damaging uh, efforts made that are that with an upcoming election, mm -hmm. removing, trying to silence two powerful voices. This is what I heard. Anti-establishment voices. Now, maybe you guys can confirm or deny this. I don't know. But mm -hmm. that Rupert Murdoch's girlfriend, I think it was Rupert Murdoch's girlfriend, said that she told Rupert that she thought Tucker was a prophet. Mm -hmm. And Tucker didn't like that because he felt that as or not, Rupert. Rupert didn't I like that because it was a threat I to was, his ego. I was told that story by a former, very senior Fox executive. Okay. I've heard so, it all over the place. So I will tell you that the person that told me this uh, was very close to Roger Ailes, and they are, in terms of a source on this type of thing, as good as it gets. You know, the other thing with Tucker could just be profit. I mean, the guy is powerful. He's got reach. He's going to be successful wherever he goes. The guy could stand outside, mm -hmm. put up a video camera, and stream it. He's going to get 80 million views. He's taking revenue from Fox. And the claim that he breached his contract because he posted a video on Twitter. It's laughable. dumb. It's stupid. It's, so it's, they got him really on golden stupid. handcuffs at the moment. They benched him. They kept him on contract. And they're like, now you yep. can't do anything that would compete with what you used to do. But that like that that means you can't make an internet video. I mean, that's, that's insane. How, how far does well, this? The other problem this is like a precedent. How do you define compete with what he used to do? This is one thing that you're seeing left-wing commentators who want to dunk on him say, oh, the production value isn't very good. This looks nothing like he looked when he was on cable views. news. I mean, well, he's still getting a lot of views, right? And maybe better. maybe there's an argument to be made there too that the fact that there isn't the same level of production quality 
uh, means it is not a competitive product, no. right? Think, He's just talking. I don't know how you could have a contract that says like you're not allowed to voice any of your opinions on the internet. I, I, think if he I mean, I, you'd, you'd think that he would have seen that or his lawyers would have seen that if they tried putting it in there and, and said no. You know, I think they're doing, you know, being more on the private equity side of the world. Now, I think this one is strictly about dollars. Look, mm -hmm. they know that whenever Tucker, if Tucker decides to launch a nightly show in his old time slot, he is pulling tens of millions in revenue monthly from Fox. Mm -hmm. They know this. So what they're doing is what big companies do. They try to scare you with litigation because they have deep pockets. The problem for Fox is so does Tucker. It's a guy worth nine figures, a guy who could lay out eight figures in legal and not feel the hit. He's going to make it back. He could generate that revenue now. Fox has a real fight on their hands. 80 million views on Twitter. Tucker could probably reasonably charge half a million dollars per advertisement. That's what I said the other day. You yeah. and I are like, but somebody said, what do you think he could get for ads or live reads? I said, minimum half a mil. Uh, if, if, for a nightly you, show? Oh, I think for, I, I think it's Tucker did a nightly show. In general, if, if, if we were getting 85 million hits per video, I would be going to, I, I would actually probably charge a million bucks. Yeah. Well, Look, he's only done one And that's low. So that's actually low. If you're getting 80 million views, you should have a hundred million a year net rolling in without have without worrying about it when you get now, out of bed in the morning to be fair that was his first episode and elon retweeted mm -hmm. it and so it's going to get a ton of play i'd imagine he lands around seven million per per episode oh, it's seven million per episode that you're still pulling you're still gonna if he's doing seven million he's doubling his fox show but after but his he, seven he million should, he should get half a million dollars for seven that's my million point on Twitter. he of got course. uh two hundred and forty three thousand followers today on right. twitter wow and that's wow. up from forty thousand yesterday so he had 18,000 on monday forty thousand yesterday two hundred and forty thousand today and counting um yeah. yeah man he's so that's 10 million a month right so so it's half a million Jeez. a day but that's 10 million a month do what you do one one hit right uh, one 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 ad a day per per show is going to wake up at 2 p.m wake up at 2 p.m do that you got half a million a have day his, coming his, in his producer, five days a week his producer is going to be like here's a bunch of the stories we've right. gone through he's going to read through the news they're going to work on the script for 40 minutes. <laughs> then he's going to lay out his argument for 10 minutes and he's going to go back to bed. No, he's going to go 20 hours sleep in his pool of money. That he <laughs> yeah. has well, that's it. And <laughs> Actually, I don't want to go back to bed. I'm going to swim. Yeah. And to your point, <laughs> to your point, if the guy does half a million per pop, he's got 120 million a year rolling in. They weren't spending 20 million a year to produce his show. No. Absent his salary. His production value can exceed Fox. Let's pull up this oh, next story. That's a very good point. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a very, very good week. It's been a very good past couple of months. I hope you're all very happy. As Bud Light collapses, Modelo becomes number one, target stock is crumbling, and all of those who embrace wokeness in these big corporations are seeing the stock take a big hit. We now have CNN CEO Chris Licht out after Trump Town Hall. He's gone. They can't even host the front runner for the GOP. The corporate press is dead. Tucker Carlson gets 80 million views on Twitter. Nothing is stopping the uh, the cultural shift, the victories, or or the the strengthening, the what 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 we're doing. Have any popular and I really I use that word lightly. Have any of the popular hosts from CNN tried to launch any kind of web show? No, but they would they would take off if they did. If Don Lemon started his own web show, he'd <laughs> no. be like making ten million dollars a month. Completely wrong. I, I really think very so. Popular. I thought you were being sarcastic. No, you no, actually no. think that Don uh, Chris Lemon, Chris Cuomo, if he started None. his own, Chris Cuomo is on what News Nation, News Nation. getting forty thousand hits. Yeah. Nothing. Because yeah. th this is the reality. Maybe it's too late. Like, if no, you they're just fake personalities. They are fake personalities propped up that no one actually watches. Astro Tucker turf. is an actual thought leader with tons of fans and followers. That's right. I did Don Lemon's show once in 2011 or 12. Maybe, I, I'm sorry, like 13 or 14. It was on uh, BLM riots. And we got into somewhat of an intellectual debate about uh, 
I, I, my point was, you know, he said, well, let's bring, let's bring it down. He said, you know, I said, well, look, BLM is a disjointed organization, has no leadership. That's why you've got some maniacs going out there, burning buildings down. He says, well, who would be a leader? I said, well, like, I, I don't know, Oprah. This woman is a businesswoman. She knows. And I got into how this woman created a $2 billion empire from nothing. And Lemon was like a deer in the headlights. He's just a dim bulb. He's a dumb guy. He's not an intelligent guy. He could never, to Tim's point, he could never pull off what a Tucker pulled off. Anderson Cooper. He'd be he'd be making some good money if he I, walked. I think mm, I don't think so. I think he'd make more, more so than Don but, than the other people yeah. probably, but I, nowhere near Tucker territory, right? No, not. I, and not it depends the on how you're defining good money. I mean, I, I guess I couldn't even really put an estimate on it. Yeah, I, I, look, look, look. Anderson Cooper is a famous guy. He can make money. Don Lemon is laughably bad. However, how many people have you ever met where they're like, "Yo, did you catch did, did you catch Cooper 360 last night?" Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Did you hear what he had to say? Well, we, we were every Tucker Carlson mm -hmm. has fans and followers. Anderson Cooper does does not. Mm -hmm. He has a little bit, a little bit. He is a celebrity. But most people just know who he is because of the ads and the billboards. Mm -hmm. Whereas the people who know Tucker know him for his thoughts and his monologues, his ideas. He has, exactly. he has dedicated followers, too. You know, Cooper and, and Lemon and Chris Cuomo as well. They were background fodder, right? People watched Airport CNN. Airport news. Yeah, they watched CNN. They were on in the background. Yeah. They knew them. They were comfortable. The only place I could see an Anderson Cooper ending up, he'd be, he'd be like one of those Discovery ID investigative guys or like Nat Geo reports. They'd give him a show. They'd give him a few million bucks a year. Yeah, he'd get a good send-off from the CIA for all of his years of for hard work. For all of his years yeah. of hard work. That's a joke. Calm down. Yeah. He, and, he and Ken well, Delaney in an NBA. <laughs> well, and, and so with and Tucker Carlson, when he was let go from Fox, we spent so much time speculating over what story he broke that was the straw that broke the camel's back because Tucker was subversive and he actually reported on things that people in power didn't want the American people to know about. That's how you know he was a good reporter. That's how you know he was genuinely good at his job rather than just being popular because we were having conversations about the stories he broke and the things he talked about that no one else was willing to touch and we couldn't even narrow down which one it was that got him fired because there was so much. When Don Lemon got pushed out of CNN, no one was wondering, oh yeah, which story do you think, <laughs> yeah. which subversive story that Don Lemon broke well, do you well, think was the reason those powerful no, people no, 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 pushed no, 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 oh, him oh, out? We, we were actually arguing what unstable outburst yes, led to his That's removal. true. Is that why he got yes. Vivek Ramaswamy? Don Lemon? He's, he's when he snapped on Vivek, reportedly that's Whatever why ethnicity they got him. he is. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said, yeah. right? Oh, that's yeah. what he said. And he said, whatever ethnicity you are. What? Wow. What? He's, he's not the brightest bulb in the box, but I'll, I'll actually disagree. I'll agree with you and disagree with you on Tucker. People forget the intangible with Tucker. Guy's been around D.C. a long time. He belongs to all the right private clubs. He knows where a lot of bodies are buried, metaphorically, <laughs> a lot. I think it's as much about the stories he hasn't yet done. That's a very As good much point. as the stories he did and the stories they didn't want done. Dude, that's a really good point. I didn't yeah. even consider that. And and they know he's shown them over the past several years. Like, yeah, he's telling those kinds of stories, man. He's like got Epstein's client list and he's just like. That's what I'm saying. He's like, I've been waiting for a slow news day. <laughs> he's yeah, like, he's now got that a people are only talking about the wildfire. This he's smog, got a lot. I mean, he's you, like, you made so a statement like, earlier when you were preempting your, your mm -hmm. ideas that uh, when, when Fox let Tucker go. Mm -hmm. But I think technically they didn't let him go. They have him on a golden handcuff on oh, contract still. They do. So yeah. I love Tucker and what he's done and what he represents. But I also look at this as cut and dry. Fox owns him. They're going to sue him, get a ton of money for a breach of contract, and he's going to have to stop making content for See, until I'm, his contract I'm going to disagree with you on Black that. I, I, on think, this one. I think he's got the kind of dollars, liquid, that he's just going to turn around and say, hell with you guys. And he's going to throw a ton of money at attorneys. He's going to fight them. He's going to jam them up. One thing Fox doesn't want to do 
it's not unique to Fox. It's every large corporation. They don't want to peel back onions in Discovery. That's oh, the yeah. last thing they want to do because look, you got to remember when you when you produce Discovery of, of things pertinent to a lawsuit, you, you, you're you pretty much self-policed, right? You produce what you and your attorneys feel is pertinent to Discovery. Your attorney is officer of the court is trusted that you're producing what you're supposed to produce. Well, Tucker knows a lot more about the intermachinations of Fox than Dominion does. The last thing Fox wants mm. is for Tucker in Discovery to compel Discovery on some things that should have been produced to Dominion but weren't and have oh, Dominion wow. reopen another matter. Oh, wow. So you think that uh, Tucker will threaten to take it to court and then they'll drop the case? I, I think he'll I ignore think them. He'll ignore them. He'll just hire attorneys. I don't think he'll even hire an attorney. Well, I think, I think he has to, right? Because if they sue him, well, he's going to have he's going to have to respond to the to if the complaint. They so far, I send him a right. letter saying you're in breach. Right, he can do nothing if they file it. Right, he can do nothing if they file a complaint. He's going to have to answer in like, the twenty plus ten or thirty days, whatever. I imagine what they'll do is they'll send the lawsuit with intent with a letter of intent to file claims or whatever to engage. Yeah, they'll send a sample complaint, like a mock complaint. That's then not yet, that's right, what do, not yet filed. And here's what we're going to do if you don't stop. And then he hires a lawyer, mm -hmm. or he might even still just ignore it and say file it in court. Because he just represents himself. In no, court. no, because they're not gonna. Because the moment they do, he can say, okay, I agree. Discovery time, baby. Because it's not his his computer's being opened up. It's theirs. Oh, it's theirs. Look, they're going to they're gonna ask him for discovery, but his is limited in scope, right? If they're going to be ambiguous about why they let him go or they severed ties or they benched him, he can turn around and play dumb. Say, I have no idea. Let's open everything. Yep. That's the last oh. thing they want to do. Do you think they want, I mean, you know, the, the head of PR at Fox has a reputation for being a notoriously evil woman. Do you think they, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say her name because I don't know. I mean, she's think, in PR, right? There's but, a reason you get good at convincing people right. that someone with a bad reputation has a good one. It's the last bad thing they want are her texts and emails <laughs> to be produced in Discovery, especially the internal stuff. Ooh. So it would be pretty brutal. I think, I think he's got them. He's got them in a, in a rough spot. So would they release him from his contract then or they just let it? Let yeah, I mean, it depends it. on how the attorneys were. Look, listen, they, he's going to claim they owe him money. They're going to claim he owes them money. And I, at the end of the day, he's going to just Yeah, or they might just wash it out. He'll say, just leave me alone. And let me go. And they'll say, we're not going to give you a dime. And everybody walks away. Maybe. I think it's more likely that he wins something. He probably that, will. Yeah, because everybody else has. You, Fox, right? This, this <laughs> golden handcuffs thing yeah. is 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 going to be viewed very negatively, in my opinion, if it does ever go to court. And they know that yeah. that Tucker was contracted to produce a show, to host a show. They then decided he will not do that. So now they either let him go or they pay up. And mm -hmm. so he's saying, if you if the if if we have an agreement where it's like I'll pay you X in exchange for you to come on the show, and then I tell you you can never come on again, and then you say, well then I'm going to leave. I say, no, you can't do that either. Like I I can't do that. Like that's ridiculous. The agreement is that you are hosting the show. Now, they may have something in these contracts because they're robust contracts, but I really doubt that there's going to be a judge who's like, well, no, Tucker, you're not allowed to work right now. Mm -hmm. It's more likely going to be like, this makes no sense. There should be a settlement for, for, for separation. Right, right. In which case, Tucker will likely say, you've got to pay me X. So I've been in, the, I've been in these media contracts before. And people have asked me like, oh, what if, you know, you leave or like, what if they, they, they don't want you around? I'm like, they got to pay out the re remainder of the contract. That's the purpose of the contract. It guarantees I get X dollars for this time period. If at any point they want to break that, they got to pay me out. I, I assume what they're trying to do is say, we didn't actually fire Tucker. They did. And Tucker would argue they fired me in breach of the contract. So they have to pay me out and I'm leaving. Mm hmm. 
As opposed to if he chose if to he, leave, then right. they would just wouldn't pay him out. And then they may actually say you're on the hook for yeah. They want to claw back right. some some of the uh, we, income. We paid you for three years, right? And if you leave, they might say he owes us the remainder of yeah. those years. You know, one of the things that leads me to believe, I agree with Tim and, and think that Fox, the last thing they want is is to go to litigation. Is they're not slamming him in the press. They they haven't they haven't leaked anything on him. They haven't dropped nasty releases on him. They're being really tepid in the way they approach him. They're tiptoeing around him. Part of that's obviously they don't want to lose the remaining viewers of his that they've kept, but uh, I, it's an unusual way to go about it when you're going, you know, you, he's, he's a grizzly, right? You typically take a kill shot when you go bear hunting like that. Yes, And yes. they're not doing that. If he had violated the contract, that would yeah. have been the first sentence out of the, the mouth. Out of, of their mouths, yeah, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, well, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, my friends, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to our uncensored members-only after show, and you can even call in, sign up at the $25 per month level, or if you've been a member for at least six months, you can submit questions and be one of our callers. For now, we will uh, read your Super Chats. Bellyflop says, Reagan legalized ads for kids. Eventually, 90s kids rule adult suck era trained millennials into low quality rebels franchised activism now beliefs are mostly based on what people are against yeah oh, i remember brutal. that as a kid in the 90s this whole like hate your parents man parents are, are dorky they don't know but my parents were super cool and i was like ah this is all weird to me, <laughs> it is propaganda love your parents i guess because love people that are good to you do you, you remember know? uh on the simpsons buy me bone storm or go to hell no and it's oh, like yeah. go tell your parents yeah. <laughs> as a federale says tim your monologues deserve 70 million views i seriously think you and others are being throttled I remember writing B-School essays about how little impact net neutrality would have and wanted to smack myself. Ajit Pai was a, was a sly, sly bad guy. Hmm. Um, well, if you like the videos I produce, share them. But yeah, we're all being throttled. You know, however, I, I, I do periodically get messages from people and they're like, oh, I, your, your video was suggested to me. And I recently got hit up by a high profile individual who said that my videos were being suggested to him. So I'm like, oh, that's good news, right? You know? I don't see any of your stuff. I don't get them suggested. I rarely see you in my feed. I, that's that's believable. Every time yeah. I ever see a clip from the show, I clear not interested. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm feeling really spicy, I'll hit report. I'm oh, just yeah. gonna start putting community notes on them for the hell of it now. I was like, I got report this one. We saw it was under Tim's. <laughs> no, I really, I don't, I don't see your stuff. So you're definitely on being Twitter throttled on on Twitter. I, no. I don't ever see anything you promote. Rarely, I, I would say out of twenty uh, tweets of yours, I may see one or two on Twitter yeah. in my feed. I do, I do get. Your, uh, your stuff or our stuff, I guess, recommended to me on so. Twitter. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start putting uh, all of uh all of our shows on Twitter, like many other people starting to do now. Yeah. I think I think the issue is Tucker kind of hit it out of the ballpark, and then we're all jealous. And mm -hmm. I'm I was watching that and I was looking at it and I was like, what? I want eighty million views. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on Twitter. Yeah, and Matt so, Walsh too. And I, was I like, want eighty guys, million views and to be on Twitter also. Yeah, come on. What the heck? Yeah. Why don't I Give get views? that? <laughs> Why don't I get it? So I was thinking actually, I, I I think it's reasonable to assume that if if I were to put up my twenty minute Timcast news segments, 
probably get a couple hundred thousand hits per video. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A lot more virality, a lot more shares. Mm -hmm. I imagine the retention would be slightly lower. Yeah. But there is still a path to monetization in that if, if you know, if we're selling Casper coffee in these videos and we're getting a hundred thousand you know, hits on each of these clips and we convince 10 people to buy a bag, it is worth posting them on Twitter. Also, well, the, your Twitter subs, subscriptions, are you guys in, you doing yeah. Twitter subscriptions? That's a lucrative model that I've, yet to, I've, I've signed up for. I've, now. I've seen them, they, they've started, yeah. yeah but you, YouTube you also has a very interesting infrastructure for keeping people watching. I mean, the, the way Twitter functions is you're constantly scrolling through. It incentivizes you to look at something very briefly, then keep scrolling, look at something briefly. So, I mean, keeping someone invested for a 10 to 20 to you know 30 to an hour long even video i think is could very well require like a restructuring of the interface and the way it looks yeah you want as many well not as many but you want all the buttons you need on the full screen model for mm. of the ui that's for sure so like a, about what twitter needs right now is a skip ahead 15 second rewind 15 mm. second uh, button on there, but other than that, it's looking svelte. Well, I just like, you know, when you're on YouTube and you scroll, you only see that video and the comments on that video, and then off to the side, there's other recommendations. Like on Twitter, you just always have the option to scroll right. to something else. All right, what do we got? I'm not your buddy guy says most of the fires in Canada have been arson. Hmm, is that true? Hmm. Remember when they, uh, when there were those far leftists that were starting fires? There was like a crazy guy who was like throwing firebombs into the brush. Yeah. And then the yeah. media was like, it's not happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a video of a guy. It's, it's, what are you talking about? They're mostly peaceful. This is. Yeah. Mark Hesseltine says, orange sky, bad. I mean, literally, yes. It's, it's, it's not good. True. I guess we it's don't very want bad. that. What do we got here? John Sarah Sanguinis. Is that what it is? Sarah Sanguinis. The, this is only news because on the East Coast, yearly thing on the West Coast, Bubkiss. Well, Yes, it's because half of the U.S. population is in Eastern time. And then everyone else is spread out throughout the various deserts and cornfields. <laughs> this is the truth. All right. Oh, those deserts and cornfields are pretty awesome, especially the cornfields. So. Cornfields are based. Yeah, man, cornfields the wind, are super based. Looking, watching corn from above when the wind's whipping it around is cool. It looks like silk. I will say, though, not a fan of the whole let's make everything out of corn thing. Like every, th every single thing we make, there's some guy trying to figure out how we can make it of corn instead of what <laughs> because it's supposed of corn to be made of. No, I know, but yeah. it's just very yeah. bizarre. Because you're like, hey, normally it would cost me $100 to buy this raw material and corn would cost 200 but they've yeah. paid for the corn, so it's free, so I'd rather just try and figure out how to make corn yep. glass. Mm -hmm. We're going to make cars out of corn. We're like, we're 50 years from your family being made of corn. Corn hub. Everyone. I'm going to corn hub and looking to make that joke for like 48 hours, and I'm going to make it again when it's better. Oh, that was corn yeah, hub. Corn hub. Well, you see the corn, that was corny, dude. the corn emoji is the is what they say for porn when they're trying to avoid oh, really? sensors oh. and stuff on different platforms. Didn't someone make corn hub and it was like a bunch of corn videos? I'm looking it up. I don't want to click. It sounds on. like Chicken City, dude. It's yeah. just like a corn version of Chicken City. A live stream of a cornfield. <laughs> watching corn. A grow. bunch of videos of just different cornfields and people <laughs> harvesting corn, talking about corn. Oh my gosh. Team Zeppelin says, "Seamus, my 64-year-old wife thinks you're attractive. Should I start thinking AI?" Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know, that's very sweet of your. It's very sweet of your wife. Start thinking AI. Is that what he said? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like putting your face on his body. Please don't. I think we're really delving too deep into this. Yeah, this is, I don't think that's, that's what he was saying. I'm uncomfortable. 
Yeah. Jeremiah Dobler says global warming is a religious belief. Mm-hmm. They cherry the, the cherry harvest in Washington state will be two weeks delayed this year. The longest delay in history because the spring was too cold. Farmers know the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Just look up on the Internet. Are we still in an ice age? If you want to search it for yourself. Yes, we are. We are coming out of an ice age. We're in an interglacial period right now. Um, that's why it's warming up. The, the ice is melting on purpose because we're leaving the ice age. Or yeah. have you considered that inventing the internal combustion engine was man's original sin? It was. I just want to say Obama's setback interglacial relations for years. <laughs> decades. Oh, yeah. decades. He did, did he even know he was doing it? He didn't Probably. know he was doing it. He didn't I didn't know he, did. he was doing it. Tom Kevna says, I'd love to try some cast brew coffee, but my order got lost. DHL says they delivered it. They didn't. They direct me to you guys. You guys direct me to DHL. End result, no coffee for me. Um, I, I'm sorry to hear it, man. The only thing I can really say is if DHL says they delivered it, but they didn't, then it really is on DHL. Uh, but let me write down that order number and see what we can do. The other thing is, like, we have a lot of people who email us with, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. That was I'm nice super number. chat because you could have used that money to buy another order, but instead <laughs> you brought it to our attention. That was very cool. <laughs> let me, uh, let me write this down here, cast brew. But uh, yeah, so the, the challenge for us is, if we uh, if we take a package of coffee, we give it to the shipping guy, and they're like, "So we got it," and then they report it's been delivered. We've already handed it off. You know, it's gone. It's gone shipping. So like, we don't have it. Like, we don't like. There's no circumstance in which we get an order for coffee and then we like chuck it into a waste bin and just claim that it went out. Yeah. Like all the coffee gets loaded up in the thing, given sent out to shipping, and then I don't know whatever they do with it. But we'll look into it. I wrote, I wrote your order number down. Sorry to hear it, buddy. We'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll, we'll just uh, send you out a bag. We'll have to look into what the order was and everything. Tom Forsythe says a butterfly flapping its wings can cause a hurricane on the other side of the world. I propose a mission to find and kill that butterfly. Yeah, I, was, I, think, I think that's also like either pro or anti-butterfly propaganda. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one butterfly That's could chaos do theory. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Pinochet's helicopter tour says oh. that church is five minutes away from me was obliterated. Oh. I just like that. I like that username. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is this? Tarzan Jungle Kung Fu says bootleg fire in Oregon was bad. Almost half mile acres. The holiday farm fire was near me. Everything looked like Blade Runner 2045. Deep red orange. Air quality so bad. Most places shut down. Stay safe. Yeah. My uh, my, my sinuses have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. I drank it's a brutal. huge amount of water. You know, earlier. mine usually are bad, but they've been great lately. I think things are finally turning around for me. What could like, possibly go wrong? Yeah, you guys, you guys are having a sinus issue. Maybe I was just built for this, for this weird, smoky <laughs> weather. Built different, huh? That's tough. You that's be a, a fireman. That's a difficult thing to figure out. It's very <laughs> cleansing. This might be like a new trend, like a new spa trend. It's like a yeah. wildfire Rock, smoke go room. Into a, yeah. Go into an unventilated room <laughs> full of smoke. Toxic smoke room therapy. <laughs> Have you done rape? They they shoot the, the tobacco smoke up into the nose and no. blow it out. Is that a thing? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had tobacco smoke go up my nose, but I've never... Yeah, that's intentional. I live in South Florida. You can find board housewives to pay 500 bucks a pop to stand in a room of toxic smoke if you market it properly trust me all right bobcat says you're going straight to space lasers tim you need to look up the world war ii bat bomb it did more damage in japan than the a-bomb i read about that like was it literally bats like they released a whole bunch of bats yeah and the bats had uh i think they had like incendiary like little little pieces of flame on them of some kind like little some little like lit uh like fuse i guess and what? they flew around and landed in all the wood you buildings it up, it's true the bomb yeah. consisted of a bomb shaped casing with over a thousand compartments each containing a hibernating mexican free-tailed bat yep. with a small timed incendiary bomb yep. attached 
<laughs> that is some Looney Tunes stuff right there. Wow. Man. That is some ridiculous. Wiley Coyote they, level exactly, warfare. Exactly. They literally packed bats yeah, yeah. into a bomb. Hey, wow. they, they sent balloons at us, so we had to get them back somehow. Yeah, they did yeah and those balloons. balloons were flying for yeah. a while, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like it actually did a lot of damage because they just lit everything on fire because that Japan at that point was all made out of like wood and paper essentially so i guess if like your yeah i guess if your enemy's civilization is built out of wooden paper you could just send <laughs> flaming bats at them i don't think they're using this anymore though i hope not <laughs> see, I, just... I mean firstly peter you you could like this is how backwards things are you could bomb civilians with something like this and then peter would be upset about the bats yeah, yeah. i was like, feeling so that is that easier to just drop a regular bomb you would imagine time consuming to insert that little device. Yeah, on they were the going bats. for collateral. Like, Matt Kelly well, says, first you have to sing a lullaby to the bats so they fall asleep and you put them in there. You get Matt attached. Kelly says an all woman firefighter crew lost control of a prescribed burn in Banff, Canada, causing a 70 acre forest fire. What are the odds? Oof. Is hmm. that what happened recently? Banff, or was that Canada? Is that some time ago? Yeah, that's up in the mountain. Well, I don't know if you know this, but like Alberta, the the, the point of having a fire Banff department is, isn't so it can put out fires; it's so you can west. make everyone feel I special because they get to be a firefighter. British Columbia, in uh, British yeah, Columbia, Banff right? is like all, British all Columbia. the West. It's not, yeah, not that's east. Right. They were female for the most part. Mm. Uh, yeah, 50, 50 a mostly female fire mostly female. unit. Villainous V says, "Tim, have you heard about Italy making June Family Pride Month, celebrating families and protecting the kids?" I did hear something on Twitter. Well, there you go. Doing something. Damage Controlling says, we'll boycott companies for targeting children, but won't delete the social media that actively rots your brain mm. as they solicit and promote active child abusers. If you still have Instagram after today, you are the problem. I completely disagree. These are the social spaces where we are trying to win the culture war. If there were a bunch of creepos in the city center, you wouldn't be like, quick, everyone flee the city center. There's bad people there. You'd be like, quick, let's go to the city center and stop these creepos. So we want to be in these spaces to dominate the conversations and not let them get access to kids. However, for, for, in, uh, for as for Instagram, we should all demand Instagram do something and stop. Uh, you guys heard about this, right? They're, they're actively promoting these algorithmic, uh, uh, yeah. these hashtags yeah. for trafficking. That's crazy. Cam Gurlasuna says, Tim and company, please stop with this advanced weapons garbage. Your position is, we know about X, so they must have extra secret ultra weapons. We don't, and your position is stupid. You're better than that, except Ian, we love the ones. Yeah, but I think you're wrong. The U.S. would not declassify nuclear submarines without contingencies. That makes literally no sense. It doesn't mean that what they actually have are more powerful, but they're certainly different. So if they're coming out and they're saying, this is the inside of our nuclear submarine, they're either lying or they have something totally different. And also, There's, they're not going to give the enemy access to information pretending to how to right. subvert our weaponry. That and not no only sense. that, we, we have a history of the military admitting that they disclose classified technologies when the next generation, or, or at least implying that they disclose classified technologies. And uh, what technology was it, the SR-72? Or the SR-71. 71. 71. Well, first the U-2 spy plane, Lockheed Skunk Works, right? Then the SR-71, then the F-117 Stealth, the B-2. So they've always disclosed the classified technologies when the next generation but those, is operational. Those literally existed for decades before we knew they existed. Yeah, like we said earlier, I think the stealth fighter, the F-117, went operational in the late 70s. We found out about it in the late 80s, early 90s. I think we first found out about that when we hit Noriega in 89 with those. And yep. it was operational about 11, 12 years prior. Yep. I, yeah, I tend to say, like, what if, what kind of weapons do we have? You know, I like to pose it as a question rather than be like, we definitely have these advanced weapons that I don't know anything about. Like, I, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. But I will question. Triton 54 says CO2 is an inert gas. We literally use it to put out fires. Yes. 
Well, all right. That's badass. Stevie Vivi says, don't forget Northrop Grumman publicly announced a plane that was not completed yet over a year ago and still has not flown yet. How many questions? The likelihood that the U.S. military has weapons that we don't know about is like 100 percent. I hope they do. I don't want the bad guys, our enemies, to know all the stuff we have. I hope we have, you know, multi-generational classified programs, either operational or in development. CDE says you guys should sell chocolate covered coffee beans. Tried some at a farmer's market and it was surprisingly good. I don't even like coffee that much. Oh, they're, they're incredible. Yes, we will work on that. The next thing that we have coming for Casper, obviously, is the coffees. The uh, decaf, the new blends. We'll be launching the the Seamus potato blend. I'm kidding. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be some but, kind of um, blend. We're also going go, to be launching <laughs> on the Casper.com. We're going to have various uh, protein. We're going to have a protein powder, I think, okay. and an MCT. And we're, cool. going, and we're going to do a specialty MCT protein mix. Harder to make, but uh, we'll have that. And it'll be in small batch because we have to actually like formulate. You the know, protein stuff's easy. It's like you get, you, you get protein and then you put it in a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like the MCT has to be like balanced. What is d- absolutely delicious if you like coffee beans or chocolate covered coffee beans is coffee bean and an almond. One and one. Just eat them at the same time. Taste them together. Mm. Like a regular coffee bean? Yeah. Just straight coffee bean and an almond. Because mm. it kind of cuts the bitterness. The almond does. Man, what a flavor. We have grapes everywhere. I mentioned this yesterday. Yeah. Yo. Mm-hmm. In a few months, it's going to be bonkers. There's going to be tens of thousands of grapes just all over the place oh, yeah, on, your, on the property you've got yeah that's awesome wild it, wild wild grapes frost grapes i was mm-hmm. watching about how to make mead i don't know if you can make mead out of uh that's honey why yeah it's honey and uh they were like raspberry mead or something some kind of yeah the black mead. raspberries are starting to ripen so uh, this morning i saw a black raspberry finally i've been watching it's this big one it finally turned black and then i was like yeah but it's still too early none of the other ones are ripe and then when i came back a few hours later it had fallen off and so i'm like oh bummer lost it <laughs> But the but there are a couple others tried tried a few they're amazing and then we have wineberries coming in a month we like it's really funny for people who don't live out in the rural rural areas when we have people come from cities they're like did you plant all of these things and I'm like no this is just literally what happens every year right mm-hmm. there's there's pawpaw there's walnuts there's apple trees there's cherry trees we got two black cherry trees there's wheat we have honeysuckle we have wheat just randomly growing <laughs> everywhere you can eat it yeah. It's just food it literally comes boy. out of the ground. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I've got property in the Midwest. I won't even say where because in one spot, the sorrel mushrooms grow and they're oh, yeah. ridiculously expensive. Oh, wow. And this property is on a river and it just happens to be the right condition and Ooh. got a patch like this big and they just, you sell them? abundant. Get my way. You uh, oh, wow. grill them? You could do pretty much anything with them. They're awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. What do we got? B. Walsh says the air pollution from the wildfires is just a giant orange wave showing support for Trump. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, it's his omen. Cool. You knew I, that was coming. Finally got the red wave. That's a psyop. Equate Ooh. orange with bad. Rush, <laughs> Rush says JSOC is doing a command-wide 18-minute workout and 1.8-mile run to honor the suffrage of 18 years of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I can provide verification of this if you want. Not mandatory, but, quote, mandatory. You ever see those bits where they're like, do you think we should end women's suffrage? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. And they're They've like, okay, base. Long enough. Yes, yeah. <laughs> suffrage. And then they make them sign a petition. So much suffraging. <laughs> why don't, why don't Republicans just do that? Why don't Republicans just like introduce a bill saying like, it's time to end women's suffrage. <laughs> People, yeah. And then like the Democrats are like, oh, that's so nice of them. Women shouldn't suffer. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suffrage is suffering. Here, sign the paper. <laughs> yes. Sign the paper. <laughs> Same thing. We're giving you this one. Shane Knox says, here in Florida, we have controlled burns regularly. No wildfires to speak of. Mm. That, that's true. We do them in the Everglades. You see them from where I live. They, Because yeah, I live right on, almost on the ocean, a mile away. 
but the sugar fields, the cane fields, mm. they and burn them every day. Something's burning out there. They just let it kind of turn to black ash and then re mulch the fields and stuff. Yep. 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 And That's they it. really never spread out of control. It's true. Sevi Rose says critical thinking isn't helping in the fight against misinformation. They're calling you stupid and it's not well veiled. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Palm Pyro KJ says many separate videos of helicopters dropping fire in multiple places in Canada. We shouldn't dismiss questions that should be asked, especially when motives exist, just because it could be considered a conspiracy theory. Yep, that's the video I was talking about when I saw the helicopter it looked like it was shooting napalm down into the trees below. Maybe they were trying to do a controlled burn and they, burn a perimeter around. Yeah, they the burn. Fire. A, they burn a fire line. They yeah. they burn a fire line so that this fire could, that they can control and they dig and then that fire stops. It, it'll, well, that not that one, but that the premise is to stop the spreading fire. Yeah, it's crazy. The uh, we have wheat growing everywhere, and it just dies, and then turns brittle and dry, and mm. you gotta get rid of it. That's kindling, yeah, man. Yeah. That's gonna go up one yeah. spark. Yep, it is kind of funny how wheat like grows and then just dies. I think it's kind of hilarious. It, it lives for like a month or two. Yeah, poor wheat just gets tired of all. <laughs> but it's of good it. food. Yeah, it just gets tired of it all. Ah, wheat is so exhausted yeah. with life. What's the point? Are, this. What's the point? Why are we still here just to <laughs> suffer? I don't want to be a every night. I feel my arm. I don't want to be a weedy. <laughs> live in a box. Monk in training says regarding the Project Veritas board power trip, Rabbi Yisrael Salinter once said, man has the potential to see great lengths, but a small coin blinds his vision. Mm. Oh, very smart. Yeah, Makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Good line. James Will Will uh, Wills says, Seamus, as one who is an expert at missing the boat, I beg you, do not let last night's sail out of the harbor. <laughs> What does that even mean? Oh, okay. I think he's I'm not entirely sure what that means. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. It was it was it was really entertaining to listen to you guys talk. So, it was a fun conversation. And then they they stayed up here for like two hours afterwards. I yeah. left. Mm -hmm. We we did after the after show we kept we kept talking. Yeah, you yeah. just left when we left. Man. Yeah. You uh, oh, you guys were sitting up here for like another two hours? No, it was probably like an hour after the after show. Yeah, two hours about an hour i'll mm -hmm. say it's an hour so yeah. about two hours like two out oh well so yeah, like half the minute, all right you guys i can say whatever you want just, i'll just keep saying it until you agree <laughs> jacob hawk says point. if the whistleblower was a psyop why wouldn't it be all over legacy media i paid attention because they didn't cover it deep state runs deep are we talking about the alien whistleblower or the Biden whistleblower yeah i don't know anymore There's do you remember aliens. that that completely astroturfed facebook whistleblower Oh who yeah, we were expected to believe yeah. was, was real. That's right. She's gone. She was like, so obviously put up. Oh, there. Yeah. She's like, what needs to happen is the government needs more control here. It was something ridiculous like that. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Jerome Morrow says, Tim, please shout out arrested preacher Damian Atkins give send go campaign. Yeah, so it's really Damian Atkins, huh? I am pulling that up. What is this? Uh, is this the the current one? Damian Atkins arrested after holding a sign with seven biblical words on it at a pride event. Yep. Yeah. If you guys Google search Damian, uh, wait, this is Damon Atkins. Is it Damon? It's just Damon. Probably Damon. Yeah, yeah, just Damon Atkins. If you Google search that, you can find uh, Damon D A M O N Atkins. If you want to support, I, that that that's shocking. I mean, that they arrested that guy. We we can't stand for that. This guy's got to win. He's got to sue. He's got to win as much as he can. Standing on the, on the on a public sidewalk with a sign, and they arrested him. That's mm -hmm. nuts. I mean, he's not with a group. 
I mean, there's there's some people there, but it's not like he's marching through the streets, obstructing anything, doing anything violent. It's not arrestable. I'm trying to yeah. find a picture of him. Uh, DuckDuckGo isn't showing it to me. No, Just search for his gifts and go. Got a oh, 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 of course. B2 What's The Rock says, me? as a forester, the wildfire issue is far more nuanced than just climate change. There have been many policy changes in politics that have led us here. Completed my 20th pack test today to fight fire again this season. Oh, that's cool, awesome. Man. Nice, man. Paul Tascalo says, Tim, any plans to head to Las Vegas for the World Series of Poker this year or next year? If you love poker, playing a World Series of Poker event will make you feel like a football player in the Super Bowl. Hit me up for poker coaching. Uh, no, we, we perhaps will go to Vegas for like a big MMA fight. If we organize something like that, we'll see. Uh, that's, that's the only thing we really ever talked about. Yeah. Tim it. taught me how to play poker and I just, I just destroyed him and everyone else at the poker table and yeah. it was a beautiful experience. Seems easy to the opposite of what happened. We, we went in there. I was like rain man, except for the part where he's good at things. Well, so <laughs> there were, there were several, basically how I've been described my whole life. There were several hands where Seamus kept calling the bets mm -hmm. and then would flip over ace king on mm -hmm. a board where there's no ace king and like someone's got a straight that never flush. happened no the, the you you beat me once no uh, actually no, I, several times no 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 no. Yeah. you beat you actually like, did oh, I don't beat have me anything once. And you flip over ace king i'm like bro there's no like what are you betting on what are you I'm talking like, about that didn't happen i had an ace, ace and, i had an ace and queen and i had a pair i had a queen and there was a queen on the board no that was top pair you had i said that was a good bet but yeah but you, you beat me straight. on that that's what i'm saying i was, was like, actually, like oh, how could bro. i have predicted that my ace queen was going to be beat by whatever you had i was like it you, could you, happen you literally could it literally could happen but i had a good hand bro, four five six i had six. a good hand and betting was the right choice no because i literally beat you in the hand before that and then you got all your money back See, which, this is, okay same this is sad okay because you're you're literally explaining why you don't know what you're talking about that's also fair yeah i have no idea so let me explain to everybody who might know what, po what poker is so it's actually kind of a kind of sad story for Seamus. how can you say this because it i had was seven a good three, bet i had seven three suited and i was like i don't know i think i was in uh the cutoff and for uh the board the, the flop comes with like queen five six and so i'm like oh i have a gut shot you know i could get the straight but and you... so seamus does have a queen with top kicker so that was a, that was good but i raised you and then the the turn comes the four four five six wow. on the board and i raised you on but that board. i've seen you raise when you have bad hands i've seen you raise when you know you have yes, a bad Seamus. hand you're like i'm just gonna keep raising because I can't, I'm Tim. i can't give you poker lessons live on the show exactly. right now yeah. if i show you the bluff i'm intentionally yeah. making you think when i'm strong i'm mm -hmm. weak when i'm weak i'm strong so when i completed the straight and then <sighs> you raised you me, and you were like well i've got a queens i must be good and you gave me all your money it's true it was really funny because a guy on my left goes seven three what are you doing in that hand i was like bro i was bluffing and then i hit the five six and got the gut shots <laughs> oh and those it. are the best you can take like Broke all of someone's uh stack in those situations where you very bluffed. disguised well yes, what was but, funny but, well to be all also like we were sitting at the poker table it's like i don't know if i want to play and tim's like look i'll buy you in the hand and so he just got his money, money back anyway. yeah it didn't even matter i was like all right fine i was gonna have to give it back to you anyway but but sim simply when you're looking at the board and you think like I have a queen, so mm -hmm. I have a, I have ace queen as a queen of the board, I must be winning. Mm -hmm. If someone else is putting money in, they think they're winning too. Yeah, no, for sure. For so sure. if you just have, but I also one know pair, that I, I also know that you like to live on the edge. So I was like, this might be. But possible. that's not true. You just think it is because I don't show you my cards mm. unless I want you to think that I'm bluffing. Okay. So the one time I beat you with a bluff, I flip over my cards, and then you go, damn, he's bluffing me all the time. Well, now I know. Then better. you call me all the way down when I have a straight, and I take your money from you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There you go, Seamus. But it was fun. He was he. Was hanging out everyone was very happy he was there yeah they were very true. excited they, at the table well i mean but to be fair you pretty much ended up getting all of my money that you gave me i don't think those other people really got much of it no they didn't 
Clint yeah. was there too. It was a lot of fun. It's Clint a fun Russell. Game. Raymond Shout G. Stanley Jr. Russell. says Tim always bullying Seamus. Yeah, it wasn't fair. But Did we're trying. We, 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 Seamus needs to learn how to play so he can be on poker with the boys. That's true. I literally. So the thing is, like, when we go there, I'll play blackjack. I like blackjack. Um, I've never really played poker before, and so to, to do this show, I'm really gonna have to play a Poker's lot. Poker's really fun it's... if you like to destroy people. I guess <laughs> 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 I'm in. Yeah. Well, so we 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 play Fridays just for fun, for mm -hmm. like you know, like little t twenty bucks or whatever, but the whole time we're joking and saying extremely crude and offensive things that are the funniest things you'll ever hear that we can't repeat. Oh, well, I can't do that then. But we're that's like, the part I don't like. If, if we tone down some of the, uh, the, 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 if we tone down some of the uh, hate speech by a notch or two, then <laughs> it'll be totally. Right <laughs> Why can't we just do the hate speech thing without playing poker? I'd it's, be great at that. I, I am that would take all the fun out of it. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like we're, we're the, 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 the jokes everyone are saying, they're just unafraid. And so I'm like, we definitely need Seamus on this show. Mm. So you've got you got to be able to play the game. No, it's true. Look, it's it's uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to get some more practice in. My problem, first with, time ever really playing with, actually with poker. Oh, it's great. Is that I get so competitive that I want to debase the other person's will to live in the game, like get them Brutal. to question their sanity. <laughs> like I will make them think that they're a loser. In re like fully just to win their money like yeah, i get very dark and dirty when i play that game that's so how i am with the blackjack dealer i'm like and, gonna and, <laughs> and it's crazy too because some places allow really bad table etiquette really where like it's brutal man i, I won't i won't play game like dude look these are low stakes games one two yeah. it's a couple hundred bucks to buy in you leave with a couple hundred bucks you don't really lose a yeah. lot you might make a little bit someone might lose a little bit no one's like it's not 10 grand at the table this is the low stakes mm -hmm. but there are some people who are just so nasty and they know they can win if they if they trigger you if they tilt you so they'll say stuff like if if you if if you play right but still lose they will target you and say things that don't cross the line to get them kicked out but will piss you off because mm. they want you mm. they'll they'll talk about your family they'll talk about oh your, my gosh a real oh, yeah, series dude. of poker That's wild That's, i don't know about an actual tournament stuff they might tell you to stop yeah. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly boys? smash yeah. the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com, click join us. The Uncensored Show will be starting in a few minutes, and you don't want to miss it. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. John, you want to shout anything out? No, just five. If you want to uh, learn more, just follow me on Twitter at John Cardillo. I'm getting beat up pretty good these days by my old friends in Trump world because I moved over to DeSantis, but uh, it's been kind of amusing. By the way, I, right I want to mention that Dirty Dog Luke in chat says that Seamus is a bum that deliberately loses to Tim so he doesn't get kicked out. <gasps> it's just <laughs> untrue. I mean, at the one on the one hand, that does help me save face of poker. Uh, but my name is Seamus Coglin. I make cartoons. We're releasing a cartoon tomorrow. You guys are really going to enjoy it. We had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, I had... It took a lot to write, like all Saturday I was sitting there just trying to figure out more jokes to add to get it ready for y'all. So I think you guys are going to like it. Go over to Freedom Tunes, hit subscribe, and if you want to help support us and what we're doing and the team that's that's helping me get all this stuff together and animating it, go to freedomtunes.com and become a member. You'll get an extra cartoon each week and you, you will be supporting uh, artists who are creating content that isn't woke, that's anti-woke. That's conservative. Thank you. I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me at Ian Crossland. I'm the best that ever was. It just continues to get better. I'm going to work on my Trump um, impersonation. And then you guys are going to be blown away when you hear how good it is. The best impersonation. Seamus and I have a skit we're going to work oh, on. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. John, always great to see you, man. Thank yeah, man. It's, so always, it's always fun to be here with you guys. Was, always a great time. Super fun, dude. Thanks for the yeah, data. Uh, and I also have Mr. Dupre on my right. Yep. Surge.com here. Uh, 
I will cut my beard because you guys seem to care about what I look like, even though I'm on the screen for like five <laughs> seconds an episode. But anyways, uh, search.com on Twitter. See you guys later. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.